lifestyle are you into? Look at him, he's like, he's like a hipster, right? No, 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 I'm not a hipster at all. Yeah, yeah, you do seem to hate a lot of things, and the bottom of your pants are awful tight. No, I, I just, I don't like Los Angeles. That's, it doesn't make me a hipster. I bet you hate movies that are universally loved. I don't even... You like Forrest Gump? No, no, it's a horrendous piece of shit. Life is like a box of chocolates, no? Yeah, no, I'm, I'm familiar with it. You never know what you're gonna get. Lucy, your mama sure do care about your schooling. Oh, no! Don't say that! <laughs> <laughs> That was the worst. That's the so worst much. part of this film. I hated it. I what about hated so what about much. right? What about right after that? Mm, 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 mm. I know. So bad. Poor I little Forrest. I remember that so much of this movie. We are here for Oscar month. Yes, I'm excited, and there's a lot of there's a lot of buzz on social media right now of all the award season starting, and I. I live for, like, I love this stuff. I like seeing all the people in their outfits, all the little press junkets, all the red carpet talks. I enjoy it a lot. So it's a, it's a good time of year. I used to like it when you couldn't see this stuff every day. Like when you yes. didn't have social media and it became, oh my God, it's the Oscars. It's the only time of the year outside of a press junket or something on Entertainment Tonight where you could see the biggest names in the world as themselves. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it is very readily available now. We see everyone whenever we want to, really. Yep, same as like sports, like athletes. It's just yeah. like it's no longer, oh my God, the All-Star game. We have to watch the All-Star game. It's like, no, we see this shit. We see them all the time. Mm -hmm. We see the highlights from everything. So, all right, is this going to be about social media or is it going to be about Forrest, <laughs> Forrest Gump? It's Forrest, Forrest Gump. All right, so this, oh, oh, I want to get into it so bad. Oh, I want to get it right. so bad. All right. We just welcome everybody to On the Path Oscar Month. We have some light. We have good movies lined up. Not only do we have necessarily Best Picture winners. This one was a Best Picture winner of the year 1994. So the 95 Oscars in there. It's either going to be like major ones in there where they won like Best Actor or Actress or something. Except the final movie of the month did mm -hmm. not win or get nominated for any Oscars. But it was an Oscar winning director. And mm -hmm. so we we kind of threw that in there. His, a historic Oscar-winning director. Very historic. I'm not going to say anything more. I was about to like super spoil it there, but I'll keep my mouth shut. That's like a month ahead tease because that's in yeah. four. <laughs> that's in three episodes after this. We'll get there. But stick around to the end of this week's episode when we're going to mention what we're going to do next week, which is going to be a first time viewing for me. And we haven't. Oh, yeah. Yeah, exactly. We haven't recorded it yet, but this one's Patreon episode is going to be. 1999's Best Picture winner, American Beauty. Yeah, I was saying to you just before we started recording, I have no idea what American Beauty is, what it's about. I don't know who's in it. The poster is very, doesn't really give anything away. So I'm going to leave it that way. I'm going to do a blind playthrough of American Beauty. It still has, can we separate, if we can separate the actor. Oh, no. <laughs> Oh, no. it, it, it is probably my favorite actor from the 90s noted sex criminal although he didn't get offended uh, he didn't get convicted kevin spacey and oh, he, i thought it was gonna be him and he won best actor for it and he's fucking amazing yes he's a horrible person and we will announce that when we do that episode that yes we can separate it in that sense but this is a movie that i mentioned right before the episode as well American Beauty, like Forrest Gump, won Best Picture and is now looked back on as like, eh, maybe, maybe <laughs> it shouldn't have won. It's kind of a, yeah. not the best remembrance of it. 
it's always interesting to see who it won against as well. Like who were the other people in the category? So I'll have to do a bit of research after I've watched it. Yeah, 99, incredible year. This most notably was Pulp Fiction. Oh, Forrest Gump? Forrest Gump won. Pulp Fiction was nominated, which is kind of wild in and of itself that that movie got nominated for Best Picture in 94. And I think Sam Jackson was nominated for Supporting Actor. Gary Sinise in this was nominated. I can't remember who it was. It was an old timer that won, but neither of them won it. Cart for the horse. Before we get into all that, I'd email us pod on the path at gmail.com. We started a new thing that we'll do after our tier list ranking, where we let you, the listener, send in a very short kind of one sentence review of whatever film we're doing. <laughs> so to do that, I know we got them from Discord now because we kind of just thought this off the cuff in between episodes. But from now on, email us or maybe yeah. you can DM us if you're active on Discord. DM us. Don't put it in there so other people don't see it and they can kind of hear it when it happens here. Uh, when we say them on here. So pot on the path at gmail.com. Check us out again, patreon.com backslash uh, on the path. American Beauty this month, a bunch of other stuff before there. We've got over like 30, 40 episodes in the past. Discord, all those links down there as well. We did get a question from listener Austin who said, if we both had to recommend three movies to watch to a random person, what would they be? And the first three that came to me were Casablanca, The Seventh Seal, and L.A. Confidential. All of which I haven't watched. Oh, you are. Okay, I can see The Seventh Seal is a 1957 Ingmar Bergman existential movie about a crusader coming back. And okay. Dealing with, okay, if you've ever seen, I know it's Bill and Ted's, but if you've ever seen the personification of death playing chess, have you ever kind of like heard no. that reference? Okay, it's a big thing that's been referenced like pop culturally. This guy's on his way back from the Crusades and he encounters death and death's about to take him away. And he says, well, let, if I beat you at a game of chess, like, let me live. And then they play this game of chess as he's going through these medieval towns. And it's very, going back to my last name, Cervantes, Don Quixote-esque, where he has like his own Sacho Panza, who is very much the critiquing religion, critiquing all this world. And at the end, it has a visage, it's not a spoiler alert, of the dance macabre. That, that image of that. And so it's just all this notable stuff that's in there. But an absolutely incredible movie that played a huge wow. role in me, like, confronting my religious beliefs. Wow. Oh, my God. And you said, what is it from? 19... 1957. Yes, yeah, Swedish subtitles. Max von Sydow is really? the main guy. Wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah. my goodness. That's I, I didn't know that that's what it was going to be about. Okay. My three are a little less uh, deep. <laughs> <laughs> That's as deep as, yeah, that, I went super deep on that one. So, I feel stupid now. <laughs> what are you, you picking like Hot right. Shots, Wayne's World? No. no, no, okay. So my first one, you guessed it before we started recording, was Hot Fuzz. It's my favorite film of all time. I love Simon Pegg and Nick Frost, and I just think it's, you know, such a good British movie. It's got all the action tropes I love, and I could just watch it over and over again and enjoy it every single time for something different each time my second one is rogue one mm, okay. i just love rogue one it came to my head there last minute before we started recording i think it's a great star wars film i think it's a great film if you're not super into star wars if you are super into star wars it's a really good nod to star wars fans and the whole universe and my third one is the Barbie movie. I think it should be in schools and in university and in college, and everyone should need to watch it and analyze it at least once in their life. If that somehow gets on this service that we have at school, I will show it. 
in yes. my like a I would pop be so interested class. to see what the kids think of it. I mean, a lot of them, it typically falls along the lines of girls like it, boys don't. But I do think a lot of it is the boys, they don't get it. And it yes. was not to be like boys are dumb, but the way it was, it's a Barbie movie. And they go in there thinking, oh, this is a movie towards girls. Oh, it's Barbie. And like I said, I yeah. don't think it's not that the movie's not about women and not to take away from women. But in that movie, like Ryan God, Ken, like Ken's yeah. storyline is it's the same way that he doesn't need Barbie to be happy the same way Barbie yes. doesn't need Ken to be happy. It's like, yeah, it, yeah, it that's the whole it. thing. Yeah, and it's, you know, <laughs> his, one of his best lines is, there is no Barbie, or sorry, there is no, no... kin, it's Barbie and kin. <laughs> yeah, he, and he got nominated, so, yeah. he's the only one that got nominated, though, for yeah, that was a actor big... and director, yeah. I know, but it, it's an optics thing, He where it's, they make a Barbie movie, it's this feminist masterpiece or icon, and <laughs> the only guy, the guy's the guy got nominated. <laughs> I know, I was, it's kind of like, you know, that great gif where it's just, like you know, I'm slapping just, my forehead, uh, listeners. Like it's like, oh no, they missed it. But <laughs> all, all right, thank you. It. Thanks, Austin, for saying that. And again, any other thing you'll have like that? Again, email us. Let us know. We'll uh, we'll yeah, gladly read it off and discuss it. But all right, let's get into guessing the gross. All right, oh, so shit, we, yeah, we are dealing with 1994. Okay, Forrest Gump. Thirty years ago, budgeted at 55 million dollars. Okay, all okay. right. I'm guessing most of that went on the special effects. Oh, and I remember how big of a deal this was, how editing, and again, now it's so weird watching it with AI and yeah. how, like, I just found it. I put it in our Discord, these people AIing this. When I say fake news, they're not trying to fool anybody, but it's 1960s, and it's Walter Cronkite, an actual well-known newscaster and it's an alternate world where, like, the Nazis won World War II. And they okay, talk about yeah, yeah. the death of Adolf Hitler has spawned this fascist Nazi party civil war. And I'm telling you, I'm looking at it, and I, because I know that it's fake, I can kind of see through it. But if you didn't know about this and you had yeah. no idea, there's no reason to think that this wasn't real. Yeah. Like, what if aliens come down to Earth and they see this shit and they think it's real? Or, I, I think, yes, or just something happens and technology gets wiped out for like 100, 200 mm -hmm. years. And then all of a then sudden, come back. and it comes back and people are like, wait a minute, this uh, it's incredible. So this is really yeah. weird that in 1994, though, it didn't spawn the reaction that it does now. Nobody looked mm -hmm. at that and was just like, oh, my God, people are going to create fake yeah. news. They're going to do all this. And it's like, because that's in 1994 and 2024. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it was just it was very and the way they did it in this film was funny. Like it was, you know, these big historical moments, a oh lot of God. which, a lot Hold of which I went over this... my head, right? I wrote in my notes, I'm, I'm sitting, I am sat ready uh, for Mr. Cervantes to teach me today Dude, because yes. I don't know. And so many of these historic events went straight over my head. It was, you know, before I was born, fair enough. And it's you American that old history either, But too. it's American yeah. as well. So there's, there's some things which I know. Yeah. There's some things which I do not know. Um, but yes, I, I know they probably spent a lot of money on that. Um, they also did some really crazy CGI work on, um, Lieutenant Dan's legs. Yes, that was all yes. manually done on every single frame, which is insane. And to think that now, I mean, I can put, I can put a green screen up behind me when I'm streaming and remove the background instantly. And like, it would have taken them so long to do it back then. It's probably so frustrating to see that sort of stuff now. Anyway, uh, I've went off the point. 
What was the budget? <laughs> 55. 55. I'm going to guess this did super well. Um, so it'll be 110 for a success. I'm going to guess like 300 mil. This was the second highest grossing <gasps> movie of the year. Okay, maybe a bit more then. Behind the Lion King. That was oh, number wow. one. This movie grossed 678.2 million. Wow. Good I job. saw it in theaters twice. Did as, you? As a 10-year-old. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, because I was, it was right up my alley in the sense of my dad is a Vietnam vet. Yeah, of course. Yeah. 60s music. I grew up on 60s music because I listened to my dad because he always played oldies in the car. Mm -hmm, I do, I do mm -hmm. think, it, I do think a ton of money went towards the music because I remember reading yes. a thing about they just kind of put it in they're like we don't want to pay for it and then they saw it in the scenes and they're like okay we need to pay for it because yeah. especially once we get to Vietnam the three songs they use are the three most quintessential Vietnam songs and I think mm -hmm. it's largely because of this movie as well yeah yeah there was some that really stuck out to me but that's a very impressive gross especially for the yep. 90s number two okay this is what i'm interested in the tomato oh yeah meter. all right is there a critic consensus there is so let me just double check how many there was 108 reviews from critics okay and this is what overall they have to say which i think i might largely agree with so forrest gump may be an overly sentimental film with a yep. somewhat problematic message yep. but its sweetness and charm are usually enough to approximate true depth and grace Kind of loses me toward the end there. Yeah, and when we get to the message, it's weird because initially I would have said this movie has no message. There yeah, is what no is message. the message? Mm. I, uh, the message is, I guess we're just going to get into it here. The message is like to me, this is baby boomer fantasy. This is mm. a baby. This is white conservative. And when I say conservative, I don't mean modern day 2024, like fascist conservative in that sense. I mean the general America of 1994, post Reagan, this 80s president that kind of launched this new conservatism of just everything, just be chill. You know what it is? Like Forrest Gump, he's, he's the man because he's good because he doesn't take a side. He just kind of coasts in, oh, he doesn't have it. Oh, he goes to a segregated school. Oh, but he picks up the book. And like that was infuriating upon a watch now at almost 40 that obviously at 10, I don't fucking know. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. There's so much that you just wouldn't pick up on as a child. No. And they, oh, yeah. this film. we'll get more into that. This movie, like I would have, this has to have, it has to be in the nineties. Like I just refuse okay. that it would not have been, although you kind of, I'm kind of um, not dawdling. What's it called? Dancing around it now. Cause that first, the first part of it on there, but I'm going to stick to what I thought initially. I'm going to say 92. For the critics, yeah? Yeah, yeah. Okay, the critics actually scored it at 71. Wow. Which is still a nice juicy red tomato. No, I'm shocked. But it's not certified fresh. In, in this best picture. Like, I'd like yeah. to know if we if you actually are witnessing the royal you. Like, if we look up to it, I'd like to know, is that is that the lowest best picture winner ever? Mm, maybe, maybe Crash. It is, maybe Crash curious. from 04, I think. <laughs> It's just curious that there's only a hundred reviews. Like that seems quite low to me, but maybe because it's an old film. Because it's an older. old movie, I would think. Yeah. So. Wow, that's stunning. Okay, so well, okay. Well, for the audience score, for mm -hmm. the audience score, I'm gonna say it's higher. I mean, I'm gonna say this one is 82. Okay, this is maybe one of the highest audience scores that we've it. seen. So I should at 95. It. 95. Okay, so the audience. I should have gone with the audience instead of the critics. Yeah. 
That makes sense. Okay. Mm -hmm. And there's over 250,000 ratings from the audience. They fucking love this shit. All right. Well, we haven't recorded in what feels like two weeks. So we're a little rusty. We're a little rusty rusty (laughs) on there. Okay. Now, I see this is stupid because literally my next point on here is on the IMDb user ratings. This is number 11 all time. Oh, now, of, like best film of all time for IMDb user ratings. Okay, okay. Which, but now we have done. This is the second highest movie we've covered. We have covered a movie that has a higher user rating on IMDb. You care to wager a little guess, real quick? I'm not sure I would have gotten Rocky. it either. No, that kind of came to my mind first. Fellowship, Lord of the Rings. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Lord of the Rings. I Fellowship. forget about like fantasy films. Yeah, because I it, part of me still thinks that they're not. As popular movies. as they are, but they are online. They definitely are, especially nerds yeah, on IMDb. Yeah. So that was. But number... I feel like I'm in my little my little bubble sometimes. But, but you no, try they are not widely. to be biased. Yeah. Yes. So th- that yes, was number exactly. nine. Um, I think Return of the King was like number seven, and I think two wow. towers. Two towers might have been like twelfth. They were all like shotgun. Right. Very there. good. Yes. And what number one is Shawshank, right? I believe it is. Usually it, always, it is. Yeah, it was that and The Godfather, I think, were always mm-hmm. before I stopped looking at IMDb like that like a decade ago. When they got rid of their message boards, I bailed. because <laughs> Oh, the IMDb message boards, like they realized quickly how toxic they can be. Okay. And they yeah. got out quick. Good on them for realizing that. That is good, yeah. But bad for entertainment because they were so fucking funny. I bet. Yeah, I, I never even knew that was a thing. Yeah. All right. So directed by Robert Zemeckis, who I would say is most notable for Back to the Future. Oh, okay. Yes, yes, yes. That makes sense. I haven't watched that in so long. Yep. Big Buds with Spielberg. Them two are very tight. Um, I think the Polar Express was produced by Spielberg, directed by Zemeckis. Mart would turn to Marwin or that was kind of a dud from there. But the writer of this, Eric Roth, has a tie into a movie I mentioned last week. Okay. Another movie that was nominated uh, for Best Picture of the Year that extremely loud and incredibly close. Oh, yeah. What is that again? I don't think I've seen it. I am not going to bring up what it's about because I'm not going to have people finish their drinks already and be accused of talking about this. So I'm not going to bring it up. Okay. can look it up on your own that about the scavenger hunt about somebody who dies in some random New York Uh, City event. Okay. Like, okay. Yep. So much, hap- so much happens in New York. Like, yeah, you know, it's New York. It, 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 it's yeah, New York. It's, 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 yeah, you walk in here. Fucking stupid ass <laughs> reference later in this movie. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Forrest Gump. Starts off with him on this park bench in like the modern time, if you will, harassing this poor woman who just wants to chill out <laughs> and read her People magazine. Listen, we've all been there. We have all been there before. And you, you just keep ignoring. In the modern day, we'd have our headphones in, <laughs> read a book or something. I'm about to say Forrest Gump is on the cutting edge of this almost incel behavior of just harassing this woman, just being like, like your shows, you want some chocolate? Okay, I'm sorry. The voice is going to come out. I'm yeah. sorry for it. It's hard not to do it. This was the 90s Borat where everybody <laughs> did the voice. Instead of going, my wife, or something like that, you just, you do you do the Gump voice. Yeah, and I, I read that he, well, actually, I remember seeing Tom Hanks talk about this, that he said in the interview that the voice was based off of the young actor's actual voice. So yeah. instead of trying to train a young actor to do whatever voice they wanted to, Tom Hanks just heard this little kid with this super Southern accent and was like, we're going to do that. Mama, what's vacation, mate? It's oh, like, dude, he's, he's just like, 
chewing on those words mm-hmm. and they're just falling out of his mouth. And but that he, young boy hasn't really acted in anything else. No, not with that no. accent. Fuck no, he's no. not. <laughs> he's back in Alabama. <laughs> he's play, unless he's going to be playing slow-witted Alabama boy. Like, that's not going to work. But I also saw where, yeah, uh, Tom Hanks wanted to do like a normal, or no, he wanted to do this voice. Mm-hmm. And they wanted a normal voice. But this is also, we should all say this is based on a book from the mid 80s. And my yeah. God, we will get into that and its potential sequel. Or they actually did make a sequel of the book. Is I guess Gump was a 300 pound man in the book. Oh. Yeah. Really? And, okay. That's interesting. And he was also called, at the time you use this term, you don't use oh, it gosh. anymore. He was a savant, an idiot savant. Oh, I don't know what it. that is. It's like Rain Man. You know the, mo- the movie Rain Man? Yeah, but I haven't seen it. But it, does he just remember shit like really well? Okay, so yes, like you're you're a genius, disabled, mentally disabled person. You get it? Okay. Okay. Yes. Yeah. You've seen The Hangover, right? Yeah. Okay. When Zach Galifianakis is doing all the blackjack uh, and they yes, say he's yeah. like Rain Man, there you go because you're good with numbers. It's basically mm-hmm. like a. It has to be some kind of autism, like some kind of yes. I was thinking that as well. Autistic, where you're dumb and slow but you can have like an eidetic memory or you can just memorize stuff so that's what he was in the book as opposed to in this movie where he's just he's just slow witted yes i think they just say he has like a low iq and i've never really had much of a concept of iq it seems to be mentioned in a lot of american television and films as something that you maybe do like an iq test i don't have a clue what like it says here he has an iq of 75 yeah what does that mean? A hundred is average. And okay. so this goes back to names. And I, I always explain this to people too, about how you don't say the re-re, you don't say the R word now, you know, idiot, idiot savant came from IQ, moron came from IQ. So if you had like a 70, you were a moron. If you were 80, you're an idiot. Those well, that's ab- so weird that it used to just be an actual like yes, technical and- term and they've just been used now as like they become so normal things. so long ago that now it's mm-hmm. normal because I tell people whenever someone uses the R word in class, I'm like, use another word. And I'm just like, these guys like dumb. I'm like, yeah, call him dumb. Yeah, call him a moron. <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna say don't insult him. You gotta take baby steps there, you know. Yeah. But I'm like, <laughs> but I'm like, just call him an idiot, call him a moron. And then I remember like, oh wait, that started. That's sort of the same, yeah. <laughs> yes, and but it's like we've stopped the R word. Like that has, yeah. that that shall not pass. Like Gandalf. No, we're not allowed that one. No, there are we, like uh, there are certain words that just don't sit right with me. Like that they use in this film, and it's not you know it's not like the R word. Like the word freak doesn't sit well with me. I can't stand the use of really? that word. I hate that word. Like it actually makes me so angry. Interesting. Like, freak. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a British thing or is that just a personal no, thing? No, I think it's a personal thing. Like okay. I don't, I've obviously spoken about my little sister before. My little yeah, sister yeah. has Down syndrome. And I remember very vividly growing up people saying the R word to her and people saying yeah. a freak. So that is why it just doesn't sit well with me at all. And like when people are calling him a freak in this film, I'm literally like, so angry. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, Leave him alone. <laughs> I was going to say, I honestly, I'm not sure you have brought that up on here before i don't know if i've brought it up on the podcast yeah. or if i've just told you you've told me because i remember being like yeah. oh shit like is it yeah i've never seen you or heard you talk and that's why i kind of like make sure not to 
like when I talk about something like that, I'm like, oh, you would know. Or how did you deal with? I mean, you know what I mean? I'm not gonna mm -hmm. yes, out in case yeah. you didn't in case you didn't want it said. But no, and oh, that's no, I'm totally open to talking about it for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah but that's one of those of like life, yeah. but you don't even need because I know an easy thing to do is to be like, Hey, I have a brother, I have a sister, I have somebody, don't use that. And it's just like you don't need to have that, you know. Like no, I don't have exactly, any yeah. I don't have anybody close to me in that sense, but it's still just like you don't you can still have that empathy, you know, of exactly. not to do it. And like when I've said, I know I've said this before on the show where, you know, I tell people not to say things that I said back in the 90s. Because I can tell yes. you after this movie, you're darn right. I called people Forrest and called them all those mm -hmm, names because mm -hmm. I was a 10, 11, 12 year old boy in Texas in the mid 90s. OK, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. now does that mean it was OK? Of course not. But nobody ever told me not to do it, especially exactly. adults or at school. And that's why I tell them. So even if they don't care, at least it gets that kernel in their mind that somebody, hopefully they respect me in that sense, has told yeah. them, hey, not to do it. Also, just to be like, you're not going to do it in my classroom. I can control the classroom. Exactly. Yeah. No, it is important because you're exactly right. We said shit. Like, we said bad stuff all the time when we were younger as well. But it was because nobody we didn't know any better. And obviously I think at a time you knew it was wrong, but you're right. When someone like in an authoritative position is like, no, that's wrong. And this is why it definitely sets in a bit more. Yeah. And it just, it just shifts all over. Now, big things autistic when it, like I, you know, I gave this, I don't know if I said this or not, when we covered civil rights, I gave this Louisiana literacy test that they used to give to quote everybody, but you couldn't pass it. It was impossible to pass. And it was more oh. like a logic test, but obviously they would look, oh, you're white. You can go. Oh, you're black. Oh, you didn't pass the test. Can't vote. And I gave it to the class, but didn't tell them what it was. I was like, hey, we're doing lateral thinking puzzles because we do a lot of those anyway. And like every class, someone was like, is this an autism test? And I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> or somebody struggled with it. They're like, oh, you're you're autistic. You're, I'm just like, OK, everybody calm down. Yeah. And, let's, yeah. and like, I was about to snatch up the pages and be like, OK, we can't do that. <laughs> yeah, autistic is thrown around a lot nowadays. Yeah. Is. And it's like. It's it's weird because, you know, someone will just have a slight uniqueness about them and they're like, mm, you're on the spectrum. <laughs> so and you that, can't just like throw out diagnosis like that. Yeah. And that's a big thing post WebMD it, with adults, mm. kids, everybody is now every time you feel something, you go to WebMD. And like, oh, my God, I think of this. Oh, my God, I think of that. And it's like, yeah. no, like, calm down. Just because you get distracted at times doesn't mean you're ADHD. Like yeah, that, that's that another big one. That yeah. trivializes because everyone's like, I think I'm ADHD. I'm like, no, you might just be distracted. You might just yes. be something in that. You know, it's a difference when it's something clinical. Mm -mm. But that's yeah, that's a whole other thing. Yeah, here we go. Forrest Gump. Yeah. Bring out these deep conversations and we're not, we're only at the bus stop. I would oh honestly <laughs> rather talk about anything other than this goddamn movie. But vacation is where you go somewhere and never come back. And it's like, yeah, no shit. He needs an education. She doesn't know basic vocabulary. Yeah, and she's just talking shit to him. Like she's just straight up lying to him about words what, about like, vacation. You can't, yes, it's just I understand. Oh, you want to protect him, but it's like you know you're telling him a wrong word, and so now he's mm -hmm. gonna go and probably have a fight. Well, he doesn't have any friends, but he could talk about vacation. He's like, no, that means you're never coming back. They're like, no, you idiot. Like, it's, it's, yeah, going away for a bit. No, and then they start because he likes to fight. Horse Gump oh, will get yeah. violent on you. He will. Yeah, especially if you're in uh, the way of Jenny. Oh, my God, Jenny. Wow. Okay. We get the first case of historical schmaltzy bullshit when Elvis Presley decides to stay in their plantation-turned-hotel. 
Yes, and we learned that he got his kind of iconic leg dance from Forrest Gump. Of course he did. Yes, and this, this oh my God. Oh my God. All right. We also learn that he got his name, Forrest Gump, from Lieutenant General of the Confederacy, Nathan Bedford Forrest, who they say in this movie, Wait, that's Tom Hanks putting on the Klan hood. This is the this is the founder of the Ku Klux Klan, a <laughs> notorious, I mean, truly one of the most vile and worst people, even among Confederates, that he was an absolute monster where mm -hmm. it was anytime they came across like black union soldiers, they were instantly executed, put to the sword, put to the gun. He raided towns. He was the absolute fucking worst. And even talking about it just boils my blood that people like him were not strung up from the highest tree or put mm -hmm. against a wall. And the fact that no Confederates were ever convicted, like actually in there. And if Jimmy fucking Carter, who's a, probably the best person president the U.S. ever had in the 1970s, like officially pardoned like Robert E. Lee in all of these Confederates, despite the fact they're never charged with anything in that sense. And it's just fucking infuriating. But even in 1994, it's just like, oh, this hero is his name from the fucking founder of the Klan. Yeah, this is one of the things that I, I mentioned to you. I haven't watched this film in so, so long. And stuff like this, I probably would have watched when I was younger and I thought not really known what to think of it or what it really meant. And then I just, you know, we're like 10 minutes into the film here and we see him putting on the hood and I was like, what is happening? I just cannot believe it was actually Tom Hanks. And it was him. And he, he's like, yeah, I'll do that. I'm like, what? God, hey, hey, I'll win an Oscar for that. Do you think that's what they submitted, like the the clip? Yeah, that. <laughs> that's what they should have done when he when they introduced the Oscar nominees at there. Yeah, Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, and is it? Oh, my mom said I was named after a Lieutenant General Nathan Bedford Paul, and they show him do that and be like, Tom Hanks is like, oh no, no, not that no, one, not no, that no. one. He's like, cameras, <laughs> cameras. Hides his hides his eyes. Like, no, 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 no. Who, who sent that clip in? <laughs> Whoever would have been um like the his main competitor for best actor. And <laughs> be rubbing his hands like <laughs> would have been like, hey, there you go. <laughs> uh Forrest goes to school, the school bus with the woman bus driver. No, there mm -hmm. is I would bet half of my fucking bank account right now that there was no way you had a female bus driver. Mm, yeah, good point. In the mid-1950s in Alabama. Because I looked up. When Forrest Gump was born, the lore, and he was born, and then the date sticks out, and it's the date I've brought up. He was born June 6th, 1944. 1944, okay, yeah. D-Day. That is D-Day? That's D-Day. So That's when he was born. Why is this man so intertwined in historic American events? You have, oh my God, like it's, it's, it's. My blood is boiling again just thinking about all of this. Mm, okay, we'll go on. We'll go on. I we had a question for you, but I know that you won't want to answer it. Oh, what is it? <laughs> I was going to say. Is it a... I was going to say. So, like, obviously, this film takes place between uh, like 1956 is when we first meet Forrest as a child, and 1981 is when he's telling the story on the bus stop. So it's like 30 years or so. And he's obviously intertwined with all these different super historical events and i was like okay so what if it took place between this 30 years so 2024 
1994, what historic events do you think he would be somehow intertwined with? Have you looked at my notes? <laughs> no. For the end? Oh, did you ask? Did you have that written down as a question? Did you look up what Forrest Gump 2 was about? And like, I don't know. I have no idea that there is a Forrest Gump 2. Okay, we'll get to that because I have, right. I have, I'm way, I'm, I'm way ahead of you. Okay. Yay! I'm way ahead of you because of. <laughs> Because of Forrest Gump 2 called Gump and Company or something like that. They came out. I have no idea there's a... What? Man, you want to talk about a good bet payoff was to make me watch that movie. Or to read that book. I cannot think. Oh, so there's a book sequel, but not a film. Put a pin in that. Okay. We will, it is we'll my back to all these thoughts. It is my last note because you are going to scream when you hear about w why the second one was not made. There's a tease, okay? This is a tease for okay. the end of the ep not the full end of the episode, but the end of the recap. Okay, I'll stick around till the end as well then. I got I got to hear this. Of when they pitched to and when they had a delivered scripts, okay? You are going okay. to fucking howl. <laughs> and I cannot wait. All right, uh, Sally Field, put your goddamn kid on the bus. Oh, talk to stranger. Like, she's just sitting there. Go there and be like, Forrest, it's fucking bus driver. Get on the bus. You're going to be late. Hurry up. Everybody the up. kids have got to go to school. Yeah. All right. Mercy, mercy, mercy. Uh, seats taken. Can't sit. He... These kids uh... are off the charts with these accents. One of them was Tom Hanks' daughter. One of them was Robert Zemeckis' son. Oh, that's cute. I think the seats taken was Robert Zemeckis' son. That is quite sweet that they're in it. <laughs> Which explains these just outrageous accents. Like, my God. They just introduced him to young Forrest Gump and was like, try your best to sound like this guy, but not as strong. Then he just, did a good job. Yeah, then he's just standing on the bus as they take off. There were no, I guess they didn't give a shit back then. They just No, they really didn't around. give a shit, no. Bounce around, yes. Yeah, so then here, Jenny is here. The, she uh, takes a liking to him. Um, the heroes of the movie show up to bully Forrest. But, but unfortunately, I say unfortunately, he breaks out of his braces and gets away. Yes, he starts to run. Forest run. Bless young Jenny is really cute. Yeah, she is. Yeah, she's so sweet, and she puts her whole heart and soul into that little run, forest run. Again, I I have that just ingrained in my psyche because at the schoolyard from. Yeah, Some, the summer yeah. of I guess say the fall of '94 <laughs> to probably back then everything lasted so much longer. Probably all the way yeah. through like '96. Anytime someone had to run or somebody was running, maybe somebody was running funny. Run for it's like uh, you know, I was running. It's a little iffy there. Where they're running, if they were running really fast, it was hey, look at Forrest. If they were running very, you know, awkwardly, mm -hmm. it would be in a different way. It would be like yes. run. Run for us. Um, but Jenny's father was a very loving man. You know, was always, you know, showing lots of love to her and her sister. So that's, you know, that's good of him at least, right? Always kissing right? her and touching her. Yeah, that, um, I, I remember him being an alcoholic and a drunk. Because I remember as a kid yeah. noticing the bottle. I don't think as a kid I picked up that this was, no. that this was molesting. I didn't remember this whole storyline at all. I remembered, like you, that he was drunk and that he was probably just neglectful. Yeah. But I didn't. It's just the way he just casually is like, oh, he loves them so much. He kisses them. I was like, oh, but this, okay. But this goes right. to the problem of this movie where I get that he's a kid there, but he's not a kid telling us this. 
Like he's no. tell, he's telling this story as a grown ass adult. And a big fucking problem with this movie is he never goes beyond this 10 year old mindset. Mm -hmm. And so this right here, he's telling people, I was always loving touching there. It's like, bro, you would have known because you eventually married this woman. You would have talked about, you would have understood, especially we get that fucking powerful scene. And that's, there's supposed to be a lot of powerful scenes in this movie, but I'll give it to it. When they stumble upon her home and she starts throwing rocks at it as adults. Oh, there yeah. comes a point there where it's like, you fucking idiot. Like you just, you would, he would have known. And that's what I yeah. hate about this movie is it can never be serious. And I'm, there were clips, I'm covering US history right now, teaching it. And like so many times, like, y'all seen Forrest Gump, this scene, this scene, this scene. But I tell him, like, talking about the integration, I'm like, I'm not going to show you this clip because it trivializes it. And it takes these yes. solemn, serious moments. And it has this Marvel Avengers type thing where it's like, we cannot have it be serious. We have to have either a joke or this just aloofness from Forrest to completely undercut it. Yeah, I think his, you're right, aloofness, it can be funny when he's overlooking something like not serious when he's running on a football field yeah. when somebody catches it and they go run for totally. it and he just runs that's when it's funny yes that's when it's funny and you know you can laugh along but yeah i i find it really awkward when i realize what he was talking about there because he's just so blase about it but you know what's going on yes and then just because i remember just thinking about it just i was like oh my god like how horrible that would be this is a rural girl in the 50s and the drunk, abusive father, and just that yeah. is an absolute hell. I she did lost her mother as well. Like it's just which horrific. I, was that that's probably a murder, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I know I'm fucking projecting there, but originally, and I don't know if it was from the book or it was originally in the script. Jenny was going to kill him by oh, re releasing a handbrake or something on a tractor that was going to run him over, but they decided to take it out because. No matter how horrible the dad was, they were like, well, we can't have her kill him. And I do think that is something that is a sign of the times. I'm going to bring this up time and time again, because 30 years is a long time. In the mindset of America, general middle America in 1994 and now, has I think it really has shifted to where mm -hmm. back then they're just like, there's an abusive, drunken father molesting a 10-year-old girl Ah, we still can't have him die because of that. Where mm -hmm. nowadays, even though I know it's PG-13, you may put it in because I think we yeah. look at it and be like, okay, I know it's a 10-year-old girl doing that and we can deal with it, you know, the psyche issues of that later. But it's like, no, this motherfucker deserves to die. Like, we're going to yeah. root that shit on. I feel like we would definitely root for, yeah, Jenny running the tractor over him nowadays. Yeah. And just it's such, Fully. A, such a change. Oh, such a man. Change. That would be so good. I know. Uh, so for, uh, they grow up now, which again, Tom Hanks playing a high schooler in 1994 is hilarious that he never really ages from this point on, but uh -huh. the high schooler now, Robin Wright Penn, again, playing Jenny is the, um, they're together. Where's she from? Oh, that's Where right. Where is she uh, from? Was it Austin? She's from Dallas. She's, she's from Dallas. Oh shit. Mm -hmm. I should have really known that. Well, I figured, I figured it out. Don't worry. There you go. You you got it in there. Oh, no, uh, never mind. I was testing you. Um, see. All right. So he starts to run again and he runs on the football field. And I got a nice little chuckle of uh, who the hell is that? Oh, it's Forrest Gump, local idiot. I know. It's so bad. Local idiot. It's so bad. 
god and this whole the whole football arc of this film is just that he runs right so they just they're getting the ball getting the ball and he runs and just every time he's running with the ball the two coaches or whoever they are just like god damn it he sure is dumb but he can run like they make the same joke three or four times i'm like come on we get it what he's <laughs> like that it. must be the dumbest son of a bitch alive <laughs> but he yeah. sure can run now this yeah. is bear bryant okay the not yes. the actual actor he's dead but this is bear bryant legendary Alabama football coach with that, that fedora is just the dead giveaway of who he's portraying. Oh, so Bear Bryant, that's not actually Bear Bryant. No, Bear Bryant died, I think in like the seventies or but somebody. he's a real life person. Yeah. Okay. It's anybody that knows any kind of like college football or history, college football. As soon as you see that fedora, you know, that's Bear Bryant in ah. Alabama. He coached there for like 30 years or something like that, or maybe. Even oh, that's cool. Nice little nod to him. Yeah. All right. So I looked up Robin Wright and she left Dallas when she was two. Oh, okay. G grew up in the San Diego. Oh, interesting. Yep, went to La Jolla. Yeah. So I got a kick out of seeing Bear Bryant here. It's also funny to me that he becomes an All-American on just kickoff. And apparently he's so dumb, he can't even catch the ball. Somebody has to catch it and go hand it off to him <laughs> for him to then run. And then he's there for five years. And I'm like, okay, this might be the least believable thing in this whole movie is that in the 1960s, somebody became an All-American on kick returning. So what is All-American? Is that a team? Yes, yeah, the best players across the whole country. Wow. Okay. Yeah. But so like I mean, college team. Yeah, colleges, yeah. And so ah, you're looking okay. at like if you're first team All-American, you're basically the best at your position mm -hmm. over the court over like 140 schools. So you're talking yeah. about hundreds and hundreds of players at your position. So, I mean, it's, it's a huge deal to be that. Yeah. And then are those people like mo more likely to go into professional yeah, yeah, football? Completely. And, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it, it's oh, the cool. best players. They have like first team, second team. They might even have a third team and like honorable mention. They've added a lot to it, but it's, yeah, it's a massive deal. It's like first team, like with the, like the end of a soccer season, like Premier League team of the year or whatever they call it. That's okay. essentially the same thing. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, okay. One. All right, so now I'm going to get angry again is what I previously talked about. We get the integration scene, okay? Okay. And again, having just covered this teaching it, this is George Wallace. This is Alabama. This is the governor. He took his inaugural address saying segregation now, segregation tomorrow, segregation forever. Like the whole thing was not integrating. People don't know what that is. Basically, at this point right now in the 1960s, 100 years after the Civil War, which, quote, ended slavery – it was only the time now when it became mandatory by the federal government, by federal law, that black, white, brown, brown people all had to go to the same schools. You could not do this separate but equal, Brown versus Board of Education, and all that right there. This is so beyond fucking serious. <laughs> and, of course, he's there. You got this moron over here talking about raccoons. Oh, my God. See, that is another thing that would have went totally over my head whenever um like that I slur? first watch it yes yeah, yeah. yeah. no idea yep. no idea until i was in my mid-20s i had no idea what that word was i, I think... only learned it because of south park oh because of cartman's yes <laughs> although honestly a lot of this would be lost on i think a lot of like kids like because yes, that that, totally, that is yeah. that is such a term of the 50s and 60s that did not mm -hmm. stay out another one is i guess i won't say it but if you if you scare somebody, a word that starts with an S, S P O O K. Okay. That's one, right? That's another one there. 
Oh, I didn't know that. I know, but it's that is old. That is like silent generation races. <laughs> like that's such old school. That's old school. That is origins level like racism <laughs> to use that. But but something like there, it's just okay. So now we got again Forrest Gump, right? Our lead, he's there and just like, how about humor me screenplay? How about our hero? Maybe I don't know has an idea for himself, or when he's told, yeah. Black people want to go to school with us. He's like, they do? Er, I'm going to go walk up there. Shouldn't it be like, oh, well, why wouldn't they? Oh, yes. because because they're black, because blah, blah, blah. Oh, well, my mama's maid was black. Da, da, da. And have, how about have something in there yeah. where he defends it or does something, but he never takes a fucking stand in mm -hmm. any single thing he goes through, including the easiest layup of all time, fucking integration. Yeah, I really thought that's exactly what we were going to get here. I thought, oh, we're going to see that, you know, he doesn't he doesn't even acknowledge this difference in people. He just sees people or whatever. And the way they set him up for him to just go, they do? Oh, they, they like, do. They, then he just it was decides so to... disappointing. Yes. I don't get I don't know if they're wanting us to just. Like, the obviously, they get the, all these historical events all through the film. And he's so blasé towards pretty much all of them. <laughs> it's such, and I also forgot. And I don't to, get the point. But I also forgot to mention here: it wasn't just as being integrated; they're being integrated by the by federal, like National Guard. Like this yeah. was soldiers being escorted in. This yeah. was like federal soldiers against the national Alabama, like National Guard, to for to for school. And like that's what the greatest country on earth, the bastion of freedom and liberal <laughs> democracy, is literally having soldiers and national guardsmen squaring off to have black kids go to school. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's kind of crazy to think that's a real life event. Yeah, and not only that, I Little Rock was the first one. My mom is from Little Rock, was living there at the time, so it's like wow. directly, it's one generation directly yeah. connected from me, who I'm right. not that old. I'm not that old I, as I scream into the ether. Not yet. We go 30 days. <laughs> Anytime I bring that up, that I'm just like, yeah, my mom was alive, blah, blah, blah. You're like, you're old. I'm like, I'm not that old. Mm -hmm. No, I always think the same thing. If people are ever talking about the troubles and they think the troubles in Northern Ireland was like super, super long yeah. ago, I'm actually like, no, it was my mom's generation. I mean, my mom's 60 and it was all of her and her siblings were all there at the time it's not not long ago at all but you were you were like five when the good friday agreement mm -hmm, was signed yeah. like not you were alive to where maybe i mean you might might be one of your first memories is it yeah i mean we're, no because we didn't live there at the time so but i mean just uh, like hearing like hearing about yeah. it okay i hardly and i don't really remember it at all to be honest um but yeah yeah it was like it's a big deal it's it's not ancient history you know no like i remember that i was 14 when that happened yeah, like, yeah. i remember in the 90s terrorist being yeah. communist cubans being northern or ira like irish mm -hmm. like terrorist wasn't post 9 god damn it there it goes god damn it there we go there it's it goes. changed we're in a new era now we're talking about terrorism though. yeah and where terrorism basically means brown muslim islamist you know middle east something like that but i remember when that was before and so i don't know just yeah the stuff we'll probably never i'm trying to think if we ever We'll do something dealing with the only thing we may deal. You may have to humor me on it is the movie blown away. What is so, that? The movie blown away is Jeff Bridges as a Boston, like bomb expert and okay. Tommy Lee Jones, Tommy Lee Jones, noted Texan. Okay. Playing an Irish terrorist. 
Oh, bloody hell. Right, His okay. ax his accent is Lucky Charms-esque. It, it is <laughs> it is it is the most egregious fucking accent you've ever heard. That's the only reason I want to do it is to make fun. I like the movie, but he is so insane. I mean just around here. What are you doing? Like it's insane. We will have to do that movie now. It's that called be the, Blown Away. Called Blown Away because Jesus he's a Christ. he's an IRA bomber who gets out and wants to take revenge against Jeff Bridges in Boston. So then you get Boston okay. accents on top of it. Oh my god, that sounds so deranged. I it's, love it. Oh, it's awesome. Now <laughs> I really want to watch it. We're gonna, okay, we have to do that. We have to do that movie sometime. We do Irish Month sometime. We'll do, I, <laughs> we just do IRA. We'll St. Patrick today is in a few weeks. Oh, mercy. Oh, man. Mm. Isn't there positive Irish representation in movies? Uh, no, probably, yeah. I mean, at the moment, Notre the Dame. Irish actors are killing it. There's a lot of Irish actors killing it right now, so maybe we could do something from them. Not Jamie Dornan. My God. I watched <laughs> no, the no, second... No, not Jamie Dornan. I watched Fifty Shades Darker. Did you? I watched Fifty Shades Darker. What's the plot? It's terrible. Like, it's it's just... <laughs> it's the same, though, where it's just such... It's just so boring. It's so yeah. bloody boring. And it has... You've seen it, right? No. Okay. There is a helicopter. Little tangent real quick. His helicopter goes mm -hmm. goes down. Okay. Now, oh, shit. I'll admit, I'm not an aviation expert, but I am 99% sure helicopters are not like supposed to fucking fly they defy physics and logic by just simply existing and lifting off the ground with fast like fucking propellers or choppers fast. he's okay. doing a spinning motion this yeah, yeah, i'm doing a spinning right there with fast <laughs> well i was gonna say propellers but it's not a propeller it's just a chop is it a propeller no propellers. it is yeah yeah by fast chop this. fast chopper things going up and down okay so like the engine goes out this helicopter I'm I'm 99% sure that helicopter is plummeting out of the ground, uh, plummeting yes, to the ground. That is why helicopters are so dangerous. I would never go in they, one. No, planes never. are safe because yes. they glide. Helicopters plop. This helicopter over the Pacific Northwest just glides. No, it wrong. is going out of control. It's like 50 feet over a river, and then it cuts, and then he shows up at his fucking apartment, like in the next scene. He survives. Oh, he walked home basically. No. He got no. home before the media knew about it. No, <laughs> no. And I'm that's like, helicopters so don't glide. That's no, they why don't. they're so useful. Is they go up, down. You can do 90 degree angles with them. As I'm doing 90 degree angles with my hand <laughs> on there. Okay, okay. There's a tangent. Let's get back. That's to this. stupid. Speaking of stupid, <laughs> how about Forrest? I, I always hate using this term, but like he's just the biggest simp who ever simped, right? Uh yeah. Like I think he might be zone. the original, the original simp. He is. He's waiting outside in the rain at her girl's college. She starts getting hot and heavy with the guy in a car. He goes over there, white knights it as he's prone to do. She takes him inside to her dorm, and he prematurely comes in his pants. And I did not fully know that because even when it's happening, he's like, "Oh, oh," and I'm like, "Oh, he's just weird because she's she's touching him. He's just weirded out." At the end of the scene. I'm sorry I ruined your roommate's bathroom. I'm like, oh my God, he just came in his pants. That never occurred to me that oh, that's didn't... what happened. Yes, that's no. why he ruined her bathrobe. I thought he just had an awkward boner. I thought so too, but the ruining the bathrobe meant that he just no, you're right. jizzed 
all over that thing. And she's a she's awake and can like hear it. Yeah, she's lying there wide awake, the, the roommate. Like, that whole scene was really weird, by the way. I didn't like it. No, I didn't like it at all. The way she, I don't know, found it very bizarre. Yeah, and I, I'm interested again because I'm no lawyer. I'm no big city lawyer here, or observationist. <laughs> but you're a woman, so, so to get the but to get the woman's perspective about Jenny, because it's easy again for me to, as a guy, having seen this when I was little, to be like, oh, and this is what other people think that oh, Jenny's just a, she's a whore. She's just this. She's got issues because she was molested by, and it's like this character. This character, this is one of the worst characters in a movie I can think of, period, much less a Best Picture winner. She is a dreadful character because of what the screenplay does to her, like yeah. what she tries to do, and then what they have her do based on other things. Yeah, she has a pretty pretty horrible life in terms of obviously what happens to her when she's young. And then how her life kind of pans out in the rest of the movie as well. I just didn't understand this scene. I don't I don't understand why she would go there with him at this point because she's just had a falling out with him. I think because he can't go home maybe because it's in the rain and he doesn't have a car. He's not allowed to drive. But they could just like they've been family friends. They're pretty much like they're like family to each other. Yeah. They've been friends since they were so young. I don't know why she suddenly took her top <laughs> and like touched him yeah it it felt really weird to me i yeah, didn't understand it i think it i think it maybe just has to do with them trying to be subtle that maybe she does have feelings and also yeah. ma mainly to show that he's just so innocent has he never had like a wet dream has he never had a discharge because i'm pretty sure those are involuntary that guys are going to have those whether they want them or not whether they're innocent or not. Yeah. Like, I remember mine was during a football game. No. <laughs> I'm not joking. On the sidelines. And I'm just like, what the fuck is... A coach was telling me something to go in the play. Like, I was going to go in. I was delivering a play. And like, <laughs> that. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? Am I pissing no my idea. pants? <laughs> and I remember later on looking and being like, what I the... Have I no have no idea. idea. I have no idea about this. Yeah, well, okay. that was that was me at like twelve years old. Where so many other wow. people are so advanced, that's me going like, "What is happening there?" That's <laughs> that explains my upbringing, I think, exactly. a little more. But yeah, you want to talk about a core memory? Is me <laughs> is me running in there going, "Oh shit, what was the point?" <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! That's yeah. so funny. Instead of like zone right three, I'm going in there going, "I think I just pissed myself." <laughs> Damn it, Cervantes, what are you doing? Yeah, Cervantes, you idiot. <laughs> Come on, Gump. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, my God. So he becomes an All-American. He goes to the White House. He gets to meet every flipping president, basically. Goes to the White yeah. House. Meets AIJFK right here, John F. Kennedy. And he <laughs> goes, oh, my God. He basically says he has to pee because he drank 17 or 15 Dr. Peppers. Yes, he does. Yes, so he, he's got er, early onset diabetes right there. Just with all that nineteen <laughs> fucking sixties Dr Pepper too. Which oh who yeah, knows what, may, Maybe more sugar now, but who, who God knows what was in it back then? The type of water <laughs> being put in, fucking radioactive or some shit. Maybe his origin story of becoming a superhero, Dr Pepper yes. man. So it says he has to pee. JFK, I guess, lets him use his bathroom or whatever because he goes yeah. in there. 
And I get it. They want to be like, oh, reference JFK. There is an autographed picture of Marilyn Monroe. Is there? Yes. And I'm I didn't like, notice that. yeah, are you serious? It was like, it was basically right there in the frame. It was framed more than like the other picture. Was it? Oh, yes. God. So then he's like, for some reason, for no particular reason, he was shot. And I'm like, there are a latitude of reasons that JFK was shot movie but i get it it's forrest gump being like why would they shoot that man and then yeah then he's this like is, his... this happens so much throughout this film he's like oh that man was shot that man they, was shot. oh my god they show like every presidential assassination yes. attempt they show fords they show reagan's wait did they get mm -hmm. to reagan yes I they, think did. they did yes because they got no to idea that many presidents were shot or attempted I honestly shot. think Reagan was the last one, and it started this Brady Bill. It was a big thing that, despite Reagan being arch conservative, there was a lot of gun um, restrictions under him. The mm -hmm. Brady Bill, and like this banning again of like automatic weapons or something that happened under him because he got fucking shot. And Brady is like, um, shit, I can't remember who it was. Was it Chief? Somebody, and they got like paralyzed. <laughs> For oh. it, but I do think Reagan was the last person to have like an actual credible attempt on like Clinton. H.W. Bush was never shot at Clinton. Like nobody was ever shot at from this point on. So I guess they fixed stuff. They fixed everything there. But I, it's... I just I could not believe how many times it happened throughout this yes. movie. Someone's getting shot. So many. Someone's getting shot. It's on camera. And I can't believe it's crazy just to think. The security was just not crazy big back then was it like no nobody would be getting that close to the president yeah, I, there's I, like a I whole honestly thing think, i think it's that's wild. what it is now is like jfk i don't think he was supposed to have the top down when right. he was riding through dallas but i know jimmy carter at jimmy carter's inauguration when he won in 76 so this would have been january 77 he walked down him and his wife walked down the street and so at that point, it would have been like, okay, whatever. I just think now they know where they're going. So if Biden is going to be at this hotel, then I'm thinking days ahead of time, yeah. there's Secret Service and there's police, and they're on rooftops, and they're, they're going through everything days, if not a week before, yeah. to where you're only going to get through all that shit with something special and unknown about. Yeah, like it's, it's so beyond reality now to think that that could happen yeah yeah but you know what else who can knows who you knows know <laughs> you know what else can happen that maybe. i didn't that i didn't think about was graduating in five years of college because it took me longer so good on you forrest <laughs> did it how it long took, did you go to college it took, for? Me, it took me five and a half years but what, what age do you start going to college 18 it, 18 okay so for me it's a university okay. yeah and so it's a four-year degree but i spent one semester coaching football like fair a, enough. A semi pro team. That's kind of dicked around a little bit. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. That's fair enough. It wasn't as expensive back then. And then eventually, when I did that, my mom was like, okay, we're not paying for it anymore. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, I, better, shit. <laughs> I, I better get going. And I took like 21 hours to graduate in five and a half years <laughs> in one semester. I know. I was like, That's oh, amazing. shit. Yeah. I, I got to get going there. I went for three years to uni, which is pretty, pretty normal here. Just do is your it? three year course. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. damn. Okay. Yeah. It's typically four here. Bachelor's is four year. Yeah. Associate two, bachelor four, master yeah. six, doctorates eight, but it's a lot of times it's more than that, depending on what you're Yeah. Doing. I know. Like one of my closest friends, he, we both went to uni the same year and he is, a, he went to do medicine and is now a surgeon. 
And I mean, we we left uni 10 years ago and he's still doing, well, I left uni 10 years ago and he's still doing exams and shit all the time. And I just think, Jesus. Yeah, I guess it's the, uh, what, the tortoise hair kind of thing that it's yeah. the trip and not the So funny when we meet up, though, because he'll be like, so how's work going? And I'm like, oh, you know, I just sit and, yeah. you know write a bit of code every now and then i'm just you know just chilling making websites and he's like oh i chopped someone's leg off today i'm like right did you bring <laughs> okay. it did you bring it? <laughs> he's like sorry if i've got a bit of blood on me still i'm like that's disgusting all right so with blood on you and legs <laughs> chopped and blown off forrest decides to enlist in the army he has a degree and so he doesn't go to ots as that first drill sergeant is yelling at him about and so yeah he just fucking signs up for vietnam and on the bus, can't sit here, all that shit. But he comes across Benjamin Buford Blue, Bubba, who Aww. came from slaves. And we know it because they show it. Yes, they do. They show everything in this film. We see, like, especially in this whole uh, Vietnam section, we see a lot of stuff. I find yeah. it hard to watch. I'd forgotten how long this was. Like, this feels like half the movie is him yeah. in Vietnam or definitely in the army. Yes, the army section and then uh, the running section. I it didn't it isn't actually that long, but yeah. I was doing you know when we check how long is left in the film. I was doing it. It was like forty minutes left, and we he had only just started running, and I was like, okay, so how how do we wrap this up? We got to do the running, and then we got to do the end. It's so very very quick that ending bit when he actually meets Jenny again. It's funny you mention that because, I mean, we'll see in the tier list and if people can't tell, I hate this movie, but I don't hate it the way it's made. It's a well it's a well made movie. Yeah. The, the script is stupid. Storytelling. As balls, yeah. But at no point, it's two and a half, two hours and 26 minutes, I think. So two, two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's but long. It, but at no point did I ever truly feel like it dragged. Even though I'm getting yeah. angry typing this, it was never really a beating to sit through mm -hmm. and i think a lot of it has to do with it is a nostalgia of it i remember watching yes, this movie. like i yeah. said i watched it twice in theaters i remember walking to the theater to go see it the second time i guess back then pg-13 movie they just sold to a 10 year old i guess that was yeah. fun. they didn't give a <laughs> shit at the bowen 8 theater uh down there south bowen <laughs> in arlington but it just i think it was also and maybe just because against the u.s history aspect of it that so much is tied to it that I can just get annoyed by it as mm -hmm. I watch it. It's also just so just bonkers. Some of the it things is. are just such bonkers that we'll get to, yeah. especially the ping pong stuff. Oh my god, yeah, I forgot about that whole thing as well. Yeah, I think it's I think it's a pretty well paced film. You're totally yeah. right. It doesn't feel like a drag. You don't really get bored because even so, even though some of the sections are longer than others, it's like I think he tells the story pretty well and keeps you kind of engaged, yeah. and the narration's really good. So. Yep. Yeah, I so, think it's well. well so done. we get this throughout basic. Um, I, I love that first, again, that first drill instructor. God damn it, Gump. You're a goddamn genius. I can recognize yeah. OTS <laughs> and just all this. Gump, why did you put it together so bad? Uh, you told me. God damn it. And just like, <laughs> yeah. do it again. And just. Ch -ch 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 -ch. And mm -hmm. what is that and, movie? I kept meaning to ask my jacket. dad. Yes, that's yeah. what it's like, right? Yeah, it, it is. But like, this is funny and it's intended yes. to be funny. And it is funny where Full Metal Jacket is supposed to, quote, be funny. But as we see what Private Pile does, um, it, it, it he didn't find it very funny. No, <laughs> no. But it was a, it was a, a take on it to where because it's true. It's just 
is Gump going to be able to do this? And again, I don't know what the commentary is. Is is the commentary you're a good soldier if you're dumb and you just Yeah. do? What are you supposed to do? Whatever you tell me, drill sergeant. And just he does it. And it's like, okay, he's a, again a simpleton in there. But he takes lead. He sees Jenny in a Girls of the South playboy. And he heads Mm-hmm. down Yeah. to Memphis, Tennessee, where again he white knights it. As she Now, here's the thing. When you're doing something like this, you should not ever throw a drink on somebody. You should never touch the girls. If it says do not touch the girls at any kind of sex show or whatever. But I do think that maybe this is not the proper song and delivery for a crowd of drunk, horny men who want to see naked women perform for them. It's not the right vibe, right? It is a terrible vibe. Yeah, I, I, yeah, maybe, maybe her second song was going to be a bit more upbeat. Or It would, yeah, she's completely covered, which I know it's PG-13, whatever, but movie, you wrote the fucking script. She's completely covered, and she's singing this very slow, and I, it's Joan Baez. That's, I believe it's a Joan Baez song, who she said she wanted to be, How Many Roads Must Man, and it's just, bro, you It's are a, a sad song, it's yeah. a sad, slow song for drunk, horny dudes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, she didn't read the room properly here. He did not at all. So she's leaving. She's going to get into a random car. <laughs> This is why serial killers were at a golden age in the yeah. 60s and 70s. Where are you going? I don't care. Okay, hop in. Well, you're fucking dead. And nobody will know where you are. Nobody. You don't have an Apple AirTag in your bag. You don't have Find My Friends on with like 17 girlfriends texting asking where you are. Like you're gone. But so, so many victims were hitchhikers and runaways. And that's why they Yeah. called them like invisible because it was... Oh, where are they at? Oh, they ran away. So they're reported missing. But two states That's over, it. they got abducted, murdered. Nobody ever saw them and they disappear. You don't really know where they went. And it's like, yeah, that's You never will. Like no. that's And, and it just so goes. easily done. And, but it goes back to, again, the commentary. Like, are they trying to say that she because when we get to the politics, hoo -hoo -hoo, hoo -hoo -hoo, I'm going to have to calm myself down when we get to the politics of Jenny and the representation and the presentation of that. But I'm just wondering, like, they're showing her as this lost soul of this lost generation, as opposed to the morally upright forest. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it is quite funny when he, I don't know if it was this scene in particular, but later on when they meet and she's a total hippie and he's in his very straight, you know, uh, army jacket and hat and he's got all his badges and it's, uh, yeah, seeing them beside each other is, is strange But that's then. the that's the commentary of this movie is don't Mm-hmm. do anything against the status quo. Be conservative. Be pro-America. Be on the side of America. Don't do what Jenny did. Don't go and be on the left side over there. Don't go talk to Black Panthers. Don't go talk about civil rights and progressive rights, even though apparently she didn't really care about that. It was just a phase, which, again, Yeah. is probably what they're saying. Again, I know I said a talk about it there, but I kind of got it in there. All right. So uh, Forrest says that he's going to Vietnam. And this is where this was probably the first ever reenactment or representation of Vietnam that I ever saw of the Vietnam <
was the first CD I got when I got my car. Is it the one that goes Yeah, we I That's used to play it. that It ain't um me. on my stream. I used to play it if I like got a win on Warzone. Oh, you did? We'd Nice. start playing it whenever the, the helicopter is coming When the in helicopter... to collect us. Because So that's good. that's <laughs> what it is. And they're on a helicopter there, and they got a guy, like an animal mother-esque guy in there. And so, yeah, we get the soundtrack in here was one of the best-selling soundtracks. It's very smart of them to get those on there. And introduced to me the hero of the movie, the best character by a mile. Lieutenant Dan Taylor, played by the amazing Gary Sinise, Oscar nominated for supporting actor for this role. Deservedly Mm -hmm. and so. rightly so yes Yeah, he was yeah excellent. he was so good and there was times when i was so angry at his character and it was it just kind of goes to show like how good of a job he did because i was like upset with him at points and then i was like understanding of why he was so angry and it was it was hard to watch sometimes like his his little journey during the film and then at the end i was like super happy to see him All crying a little bit. Lieutenant Dan, you got new legs. Got no way, magic legs. Titanium alloy, <laughs> Forrest. He's so good. I got so upset with him when he wouldn't throw his goddamn bottles away. And he has all these, Oh, he has yeah. all this, he's scrounging for a drink. It's like, bro, just throw your bottles away, you alcoholic fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, What? it reminded me of, like, student days. I remember there was this weird phase at uni when... people would almost make like decorations out of empty bottles. And I just thought that is so scummy looking. That is <laughs> no. but like not, not, you know, some of my friends make actual nice, you know, like old whiskey bottles. They'll put lights and stuff in it. That's really nice. Yeah. What I meant by the uni people is they would just line bottles of beer, empty bottles along like your windowsill. And I think it just That's looks disgusting. yeah, No, but that's come on. such a college. Like who It didn't? is, isn't Who it? Yeah. didn't do that? I remember I hate I had that shit. I had all the Sam Adams beer bottles Yeah. along my window. And I was like, Yeah, Sam Adams out here in Texas. I'm <laughs> out here drinking. uh, the Vietnam scenes, one thing that will always stick with me is his description of the rain and how I Yeah. still say that. I say fat Vietnam rain whenever it's really raining hard. That's the term that I use. Is it? It's from this movie, Interesting. yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. This whole like This whole scene, I find this actually really hard to watch. I, I watched the film in two halves, so I watched the rest of it today, and it started here, and you were saying earlier about he's like how he's like a simpleton or whatever, and he doesn't really know what he's getting in for, and then I think when they come under attack, and Forrest like realizes what is going on, and he sees people getting shot, sees people getting blown up, which we see as well, it doesn't show it off camera, like you see people getting like rockets shot at them or whatever. And I was like finding it really upsetting that he was just running back and forth, didn't know what to do. So he was just running. And I, I don't know, that really got me. Jenny told him to run if he gets in trouble, and then he runs But she away. also told him not to be a hero. And he did. He goes back. Yeah, but he really, yeah, but like, <laughs> he went to go get Bubba and then Yeah. came across other people. And yeah, I don't think the movie, I think the movie would be vastly different. He was like, sorry, Tex, I gotta find Bubba. Oh, and Tex Jenny told died. me to run. <laughs> Tex was dead <laughs> with Brooklyn. yeah. <laughs> Everyone else, and I don't remember where <laughs> he's from. but no, that just, it, it just, I don't know, the seeing war and stuff like that on, I don't know, I find it really difficult to watch because it's just regular people being sent out to do the dirty work of 
countries and it's just it's not nice to watch but that's where especially again i'm gonna rail on this fucking thing while i can that was especially the thing about vietnam which again i've said it already my dad's a fucking vietnam vet owes a lot to the military blah 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 it doesn't fucking matter that was a war of american imperialism where you drafted generally poor 18 19 20 21 year olds again largely minority because they couldn't get out of it as well You sent them half a fucking world away to fight somebody else's civil war so the fucking CIA could have a war, so the military-industrial complex could have that. They were doing it because America lacked fucking war, and the generals wanted it, and the Department of Defense wanted it. It was fucking horrible. It was horrible what we did to Vietnam. And then, not that I can fucking blame them, it was horrible what like the Vietnamese people did to like our prisoners. But again, yeah. it's an invading imperialist force. The United States of America would do the same thing if another country did it. And this movie, again, doesn't ever take that fucking stance. It's 1994 at this time, okay? You can totally be supporting the troops that were sent over there and say it was a fucked war by a yeah, and fucked, still say it was bad. Yes, mm. by a fucked country to do it, but it never fucking does it. And this was mm -hmm. really fucking good, like to yeah. show, because that's what Vietnam was. It was wandering out there until all hell broke loose in a Viet Cong ambush. Mm -hmm. And then you suddenly realize it is just a group of regular dudes that have just been sent out. They've obviously been trained and they've done their work, but it's still just at the end of the day, it's just a group of lads from America who just have been sent here. And it's, yeah. I don't know. I find it really not very nice to watch. No, no. And it's, it's good because that's what it should be. It yes, just you're it, right. Yeah. it needed to take that point. And again, with like Lieutenant Dan, it could have. But of course, it fucking pussies out on it mm -hmm. by the end of the movie. Because another thing, too, that simply happened here was you get in an ambush and then you're fucking caught in a firefight and then you call in napalm, which is what they did. Yeah. And then the fucking napalm was, you want to talk about a fucking war crime, the millions of people, the hundreds of thousands of people burned to death because of this, destroying the foliage. It's not even getting into it like Agent Orange, the exfoliant or the defoliant, I should say, which is why my dad was on permanent disability. Not yeah. anymore because they randomly just took it away. Thanks, I didn't th know that. thanks, federal government. All of a sudden, he goes from a hundred percent disabled to zero percent disabled, <gasps> and they're like, "Oh shit!" They're like, "If you want to file an appeal, you can." It's just like I don't think anybody's paying attention to this. I think it was like a three-year thing, and after three mm. years, they just take it away. And if you don't appeal, you just don't get it. Maybe mm -hmm. it's one of those things where it's just like maybe we don't want to check on if they died or not <laughs> to do it. I don't know. It's really weird. So now we're waiting to hear back. Mm -hmm. They go from 100% disabled to zero. And it's like, you oh, said shit. he was 100% disabled. He was exposed to Agent Orange that the United States dropped all over Vietnam, Cambodia, and by proxy, like Laos and all that there. And yeah. all of a sudden, just like that, it's like, oh, it's a zero. It's cool. Actually, it's fine. <laughs> Actually, it's a zero. If you want to appeal, uh, go fucking send in a letter here. And I'm like, a letter? In 2024? I know. Who's doing this? I feel like they try. they make it as difficult as possible just to try and like weed people out you know they're like oh they won't bother to do this so we'll just make yeah. it difficult we'll make it a letter yeah we have an 800 billion dollar defense budget that you know lockheed raytheon halliburton hey they need that money they need that mm -hmm. in there <laughs> fucking a no vietnam like it just cannot be stressed enough how immoral and how horrible of a war that was and then the 2003 iraq war is just like ha, huh, just wait just chill. hey hey yeah. what they'd stroll in there like hey what's up and like God damn. <laughs> we're back once again yeah we back 
Tell tell there you go. The American war machine doing bad, horrible wars is like tell them we back up. <laughs> put put the word out on the street we back. Um <laughs> I'm gonna have to um find I I went to Vietnam like eleven years ago. And I have oh, so yeah. many cool photos of like yeah. uh war museums and tanks visiting and stuff, everything, right? tanks and yeah. shit. It's all still there. It's all very much untouched. Um, it's actually a really cool place to visit if you're into that sort of stuff. Oh, no, At the time I, I was so and I had no idea. I, I was like 21. I just have happened upon all this shit. So I think I would appreciate it more now if I went back again. Oh, no, that is, I will 100% go to that country for that reason. Like to yeah. see, to go to like Hue mm -hmm. and all these places and see like the the helicopters that are there, the tanks that mm -hmm. are there. Especially like it's I said, all just there. Yeah. Yeah. And it's again closer to home to be like, my dad was this in this. Dad was there. The Vietnam yeah, vet so crazy and all to this think. stuff there. Yeah. It's also just one of the most beautiful countries I've ever been yeah. to. Like the beaches. The beach, I didn't yeah. I never thought of beaches when I thought Vietnam. I thought cities, jungle type places. I've never ever been to a beach like that. The water was just like a bath. Like it was so, so beautiful. And everyone there was amazing as well. So. It's weird because it's like all coast. Yeah, I know. And I just never thought beach. <laughs> they like cut the coast off of, I think it was at Laos that's right next to or Cambodia. Cambodia. Uh, they're yeah. just like, we're going to take all of this. Yes, we'll have that. <laughs> and not go inland. Mine. Uh, so the last thing on here, because again, it goes back to where it said Bubba is dying and oh. he asks why it happened. And I'm like, oh, that's when I broke my heart. But that's the thing. And it's like, and he talked about earlier. And again, I don't think they meant to do this when he's like, Vietnam's got a bunch of shrimp here. When we win this war and we take over everything, we can get Americans. I'm just like, are they purposely like putting that in there? Because that is like imperialism 1-0-fucking-one. And so here's just like, why did this happen? He mentioned he was drafted. And it's like, yeah. dude, this did not happen because of randomness. It didn't happen because of chance. It didn't happen because of these evil, poor farmers shooting at you. It happened because of fucking American imperialism in this stupid fucking milk toast pussy ass movie does not have the <laughs> balls or the gall to take a stand against it. That's the thing. It's like it toes the line. Like it's 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 it doesn't there. Even the it's line. there. But it's all this all the stuff is there for them to do this. Okay. It presents and then they it. Just you're don't, right. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. like it's there. Like we're there. We can see it. We're talking about it. But then it's like We'll leave it there. We're going to go back to more Forrest dumb jokes. Because I think it's just, and like, that's why I call this like a baby boomer dream. It's because this was for the status quo of people who are just like, oh man, Vietnam was bad. Yeah, some people died. But you can't think too hard about why they were there in the first place. Yeah, yeah, it was like yeah. an inevitable, it's like, well, you know, we, um, we, we had to stop communism. Uh, we did. Why? Uh, um, um, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. All right. Before well, us wins the Medal of Honor, which for people who don't know, it's our high, it's the highest award combat. There's only been fuck. I definitely should know this. A history major. I want to say there's only been in the hundreds ever given. Like it is okay. not. It is not given out like often at all. You have to be something special. A lot of times it's posthumous. For that reason. Right. Yeah. And so to, to get it while you survived is something special. And it's usually saving people. It's yes. usually going, it's taking something or saving people or responsible for saving like multiple lives in that sense. It's really, really hard to get. Uh, big time invest, uh, investigations like to do it. We get edited LBJ. This is Lyndon Baines Johnson. <laughs> this is the president that took over after Kennedy got got. He is from Texas. That's why there's major conspiracy theories. The vice president from Texas. Kennedy gets killed in Dallas 
Yep. Do, 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 do. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. LBJ was weird. All right. He was a lot of recordings of him. There's one of him trying on pants. And from this, we can gather that he had a massive dong. I wasn't expecting this. You said he's weird, and then you're like, <laughs> he talked about his his ding dong, as he called it. Oh fair, no, fair amount. But he what talked about, ding -dong, about darling? The, these pants wouldn't fit, and it's just like it wouldn't fit because his massive hog <laughs> is taking up. But he definitely would have wanted to see a shot ass. So I love that he's just like son of a bitch, like laughing and walking away. I'm like, That's a good representation of LBJ. That's good. Oh, good, good. Okay, yeah. I wasn't sure. I don't know who any of these people are, to be honest, like the, the past presidents. I don't, I don't know who this guy is. So I wasn't sure if that was, you know, them taking it too far, but that's good that it's in, in character. He would have been, so he took over on the second part of Kennedy's term. Okay. Okay. So we mm -hmm. have four year terms. And from this point on, you can only be elected twice, but yeah. if you inherit, I say inherit the presidency, what's it called? When you take over, because somebody leaves or yes, you know what I mean? I'm not, not elected. Yeah, so he could have been the only president other than FDR, who was elected four times before that amendment was made. He could have been the only president who served over eight years. Wow. Because he would have served over a year from the end of 63 into him getting elected to 64. And he could have been reelected in 68, but mm -hmm. he did. He did not run. And led us to, to the next president, Nixon, who would just be the most disgraced president that we know. Well, maybe Trump, I guess you can say. Yeah, it's probably mm. Trump. Nixon got real. Nixon got reelected, at least. Do you think Trump will get reelected? I kind of do. I kind of really do. do. I I'm not. Really up to, do. I don't keep up with American politics until it really gets close, you yeah. know, and it starts becoming a no, worldwide it is, I thing. Mean, but no, like, it is. I mean, I, I also admit I'm beyond out of the loop. I have our, our politics thing in our discord. Mm -hmm. it, it, I check on it every so often, but I don't look because I just don't really care that much to get into it. But like, I'm I think it's it's almost a certainty that unless he's like in jail, which he still yeah. might be able to run. We've had that happen before. There's been presidents running for office while in jail. But unless something crazy happens, it's going to be Biden Trump again, which is so it's not even about the politics. They're so fucking old. It's the fact absolutely that it's going... insane to me that these two dinosaurs are yeah. the two front runners. Like they it's have, wild. They each set the record with each day in office. Yeah. They beat Reagan. Reagan had it. And then mm -hmm. but to go from I mean, we don't get into the weeds of that, but it's weird because we've had in like again, it's good that this both the Republican and both the Democrat. They're both just so goddamn incoherent and their mental faculties are such failing that mm -hmm. like I was listening to speech again because we're showing in class of like Jimmy Carter. And it's just like, holy shit. Even though Jimmy Carter talking like a Southerner, it's like, wow, he's actually talking and it makes yeah. sense and he's impassioned. And then hearing Reagan, like Reagan again, an unbelievably dynamic speaker, like hearing stuff like that. It's just like, wow, we did have presidents who were shitheads, who were crooks, who were rotten, who ruined the country and ruined millions of lives. But they sounded like they, you know, <laughs> they talked the talk. They at least talked like you could tell that they were capable. Mm -hmm. It's so it's so depressing. OK, it's more depressing than this. Let's get to less depressing stuff. Forrest Gump and Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Vietnam vets here. OK. OK, Forrest is walking around. He happens upon a Vietnam vets against the war protest that day. Perfect. And this is where <laughs> I'm wondering who this is for at this time of putting it in. 
So they go to the speech, and the guy in the American flag shirt is Abby Hoffman. Okay. Okay. Yeah, he's I don't giving know who this is. he's giving the speech very much part of the counterculture, very far left in like the sixties. He was a member of the Chicago Seven, who okay. I think Aaron Sorkin did a movie about that, and he died by suicide, I think, in like nineteen eighty nine. Wow. And so for them to have him in there, I think it's just another one of those like thanks to people like, hey, I remember that guy. He's yeah. There. Even like there's so much little stuff in here, isn't there? That's like you don't need to know. But for those who do know, it's a nice little Easter egg for them, I guess. Yeah. And this is the March on the Pentagon. It was a famous march, a big march in 1967. Obviously, people against the war. And all right, I've kind of raged a little bit, but I'm kind of going to be chill again. He goes to a Black Panther party, okay? And this right here is when I about wanted to put my fucking fist through the screen, okay? I think that actually comes later. Mm -hmm. But at this point, I went in a rage of this right here. So they have the Black Panthers here. And of course, they're just angry, cartoonishly evil, yelling black guys who what the guy is saying is 100% spot on. The fact yeah. that they are drafting black men to go over there to a country where they're second class citizens, where they're lynched, where they legally at this point a few years before could not go to diners. Had to yeah. sit in the balcony at theaters, had to use bad water fountains and bathrooms mm -hmm. and whatnot like that. But because this guy's just cartoonishly yelling that you just, oh, it's just an angry black dude. Where's our nice Martin Luther King? Which, by the way, put a pin in that because Martin Luther King was supposed to be in this movie. I was going to say that. I Surely know. they would have put him in somehow. So here's what happened they had him, I think it was the March on Selma where Forrest Gump distracts these dogs that were attacking them. Oh, my God. But they left it out. I'm, man. <laughs> but, so they that was on the cutting room floor. They didn't film that. Thank oh, Christ Jesus. For that. But this, and of course, Jenna, who's now, oh, no, she's such a lost soul. Look, she's getting into left-wing politics, and she's <laughs> she's with the Black Panthers. And, of course, this guy is abusive, and doesn't mean anything, and he's terrible, and it's in there, mm -hmm. and I'm just like, this here, again, this is that inherent conservatism of it, of showing, oh, these are the anti-Vietnam people up close and personal. These are the Black Panthers. Don't take them seriously. Oh, yelling about Black people being drafted and mistreated at home? <laughs> we'll perish the thought. This fucking mm -hmm. stupid-ass movie. Yeah, I didn't like this character. Hated I think it. she called him Hated Wesley, it. the yeah. boyfriend Wesley hid that so much and the fact that she just pandered after him like oh he doesn't mean it oh i hate yeah. that yeah no the, hate it. the black panthers are about as misunderstood of an organization in america because largely what they did was realize in inner cities the police are fucking brutalizing us we cannot rely on them to do anything other than harass us a lot yeah. of what the black panthers did was community like feeding feeding children who did not have food before they went to school they would set up mm -hmm. places where everybody were poor people. And it wasn't just black people it just happened to be in largely black areas because that's how the fucking housing situation was because white people yeah. got the fuck out in a thing called white flight and they would feed poor people. They were very left wing. They were Marxist based on that guise of being abused. And because of that, they were twisted into the evil, angry ones. Don't be like nice Martin Luther King over there who's nonviolent, which, by the way, spoiler alert, Martin Luther King was an avid socialist okay but, but he's been whitewashed to shit so you can yeah. have 
Okay, there you go. There's my, there's my thing in there. In mm -hmm. that sense, I I hate the God damn. I hated the scene. I hated the scene so much. Yeah, I actually had. Do you know what my introduction to the Black Panthers was? The movie Black Panther. No, <laughs> no. I remember when Beyonce did one of her comeback shows at the Super Bowl halftime, and she was uh, performing her song Formation for the first time ever. Ooh, and my um, I don't think she had even released the song at this point. So I think her performing it at the Super Bowl was the first time anyone had ever heard it. And the dance number is amazing. There's so many of them. And they're all wearing um, these outfits and they the outfits are the Black Panther outfits. Like the and berets it was like and a, stuff? Yes. And okay, then like nice. the black and it, they all looked amazing. And I, there was a load of discourse on Twitter like, oh my God, she's dressed like a Black Panther, da, da, da. And so I, that's when I was like, oh, I don't know what that is. <laughs> Did a little bit of research about it back then. But yeah, that's, you know, so I just think of Beyonce. Okay. <laughs> I, I just pulled up the video, so I will watch it when we're done. Because, yeah, it shows yeah. on there. Beyonce, Super Bowl 50, I think is what it says, like 2016 or something like that. That sounds right, yeah. Bruno Mars, I guess. something. Yes, well, it, was okay. the, it was the three. So she did her, her big comeback show was 2011 or 12, which was just her. And then she brought Destiny's Child out for a little bit. And then they did another one, which was like a three- person shows it was beyonce bruno mars and chris martin randomly like coldplay's chris martin yeah not the baseball chris martin no why is this like two weeks two or three weeks in a row i've mentioned chris martin from <laughs> well okay that's gonna be your 9-11 you're gonna you need to get into that it's my 9-11 okay yeah all right um so last thing on the black panthers i do think it was comic like comically hilarious that they let the two white guys fight. <laughs> They're just like, yeah. no, nah, white is beating up. They like hold it back. Like, no, nah, we're going to allow this white on white uh, fighting. Right <laughs> that was funny. Okay. But no, Black Panthers completely misunderstood. Fuck. They need to, there needs to be a lot more uh, information on them. Hopefully they have teachers like me that can know that. All right. Uh, so I know we're in 1969. That was the moon landing, okay. right? Yeah, 1969. So we're supposed to believe that all these fucking jokers want to watch Gump hit ping pong balls against a wall instead <laughs> of the moon landing. Get one of the most like movie historic events, televised events. One ever. of the most historic Th televised that events. That could ever. ever happen. Yeah, yeah. And they're watching him play ping pong. They're not watching him play. He's pre he's hitting it against <laughs> yeah. the wall. It's not even a match against somebody. Yeah. God That's, damn. Yeah. So unrealistic. No. But we get to something that may seem racist. There's going to be something racist that comes up, but it's not what this is. So the ping pong team, all right, where he plays and goes to China. This mm -hmm. was called ping pong diplomacy. It wasn't just called ping pong diplomacy because you're dealing with China to be like, oh, just call it <laughs> ping pong diplomacy. The American ping pong team, I believe, was in 1972, was the first of Americans to like officially visit China since the communist takeover in 1949. So this was... yeah. Super historic. Nixon's visit to China, I think, was also in 1972 also. I think Forrest says something like that, doesn't he? He says, oh, this is the first time we've been in 100 years. No, like I think, that. doesn't he say like a billion years? Yeah, a thousand, no, he says maybe. like a thousand years. He says like a thousand years because I'm like, you. did he actually mean, does he actually think the United States is like a thousand years old? <laughs> you might have to do that. All right, but we're going to get back to, um, we're going to get back to him going home and I have more to comment about Gump Mao. We get to the point of the movie where I was like, I think, a righteously indignant and angry at the Black Panther stuff. Yeah. John Lennon. 
He goes on the <laughs> he goes on the Dick Cavett show, and I think he thinks this is Captain Kangaroo, but this is this is the Dick Cavett show, two completely different shows. And he starts talking about going to China, and they have no possessions, which again is absolute fucking bullshit. It's fucking like <laughs> yeah. nonsense. But China in 1972 again was not like it now. They kind of go a little bit more since then. No possessions, no possessions. Nope, they don't go to church. No religion. And then Dick Cavett. Yeah, it's hard to imagine. Oh, it's just like it's hard to imagine. He's like, no, he's like, no, if you try or whatever he says like that. I yeah, forgot. he does. He just says something stupid back, like, like not, not if you just try. Not if you just try, and my foot has flown <laughs> through the screen and is halfway out the window. This, oh my, like, how is this? How did anybody look at it and be like, oh my god, that's that's so touching. That's so, that's so good. Um, this is yeah. obviously, if you don't know, it's a John Le John Le John Legend, the John, John Lennon Legend song. song, Imagine, where he says, "Imagine yeah. no possessions, no religion." Imagine all the people that, and it's, it's the most hippie song you could do it. But like to think that Forrest Gump did that in the way they do it. And it's this horrible. The mouth movement is the worst of the whole movie yeah. than it is on Lennon. This, his estate should have, should have sued. Somebody should have sued <laughs> to stop this. This to me is more offensive than having MLK in there. Like running from so? dogs. <laughs> this I'm telling you, this is the lamest schmaltziest mm -hmm. rap like this is the worst that this is the nadir of the movie right here there is yeah because some of the the bits of the scenes that they kind of cgi him into some of them are done quite well i thought they were funny and he just kind of looks silly but this one was so it was just not very well written yeah it's like they, they could have done it differently but, but... i get he's inspired the things like the elvis one i think was dumb it had no bearing on the story but it's just like, okay, he was like dancing when you heard the music. Okay, that's fine. But to say that John Lennon got this from <laughs> Forrest Gump's visit on the Dick Cavett show and to have the words and then Dick Cavett saying it also, well, it's hard to imagine. Like I just, I couldn't, I totally forgot that. And so when yeah. he says, when he says no possessions, I'm like, oh my God, oh my no religion. God. But then when he goes, yeah, it's hard to imagine. I just, I'm telling you, I just <laughs> jumped through. I just drop kicked through my fucking room. <laughs> do you remember when the celebrity sang Imagine during lockdown? I do because <laughs> oh, it was when. the worst video of all time. It was when people really turned on Gal Gadot. I don't know if it's yes. Gal Gadot, you're actually supposed to say it, but it's when people turned on Gal Gadot, which yes, I did. Yes, and Ellen DeGeneres Ellen, as well. Oh, oh, Ellen, that's right. You brought her up again. Yeah, Ellen. I know, so sorry. That yeah. that, yeah, that that whole thing, the Imagine. Oh, my God. We're going to inspire people from our mansion. So it is so stupid. From our mansions in LA and everything like that. We're just going to Imagine. Oh, it's so, so bad. Yeah. I just, oh. I, I understand the the reason for that song. Not that, I mean, the John Lennon, like going back, but it is just, it's the most just like hippie bullshit. Even though I, I get like what it means, it also sounds very, you know, anarchist, I would say, even that point. I would just mm -hmm. being imagined like that. Like I, I like the idea of it. I just I hate the fucking song. It just does it's slow. It's, yeah. yeah, I don't like it. Don't care for it. I just find it patronizing. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Again, coming from somebody, coming from people who have everything. Like yeah, that. exactly. Uh they get oh, so he gets to New York City. Uh Lieutenant Dan oh, yeah. is back. He's drunk, throwing away bottles. Um, I don't were these hookers or were they just women he hooked up with? Well, 
on Wikipedia it said prostitutes. I, yeah, but, but they I never, didn't think that. I don't think so either. No, I thought they had just met some girls on their night out. Yeah. But maybe they are prostitutes. Yeah, they, and they knew Lieutenant Dan. And so one tries to hook up with Forrest and she tastes like cigarettes. <laughs> um, I, I think we've talked about this before. Have you ever made out with some, with a guy who smoked like and got that taste? For some reason, yeah, I thought I think it's come so. up. Yeah, Mine, we have talked about that before. I've done it twice, and it is ingrained. Like, I can yeah. still taste. It's and I really can, disgusting. I can yeah. remember each location and who it was, because it was... It, I don't know if I could do it again. Like, it was just no, unbearably really bad. bad. Yeah, I remember once when I was young, and I was on a night out, and for some reason, I... <clears throat> sorry, I was in the smoking area. People, I just went there to talk to people, and I ended up smoking a bit. And this is the first and only time I've ever smoked in my life. And I smoked loads and it just hurt my throat so much. But I kept trying, kept trying. And like the day after I woke up and I could taste it in my mouth still. I thought that is so fucking gross. And so, I will never do that again. Yeah. Yep. I've never smoked a cigarette. Uh, I've only inhaled a cigar once accidentally and I was throwing up within 15 seconds. Oh my gosh. It was a Robusto <laughs> and it was an instant nausea and I was at my toilet just like it was oh, so bad. It's but weird because sometimes if I get a if I get like a a whiff of secondhand smoke, sometimes I don't mind it, but I I can't smoke because it burns my throat. I could never smoke. Dude, no, yeah. cigarette smoke. But the I, smell of it in clothes, smell of it in people's breath yeah. is so disgusting. No, I think it's because my dad smoked like forever. I can smell that shit from yeah. a mile away. No, a mile away on that. All right. So Forrest gets to go meet the president again and have yep, a Dr. Nixon. Pepper again. Meets Nixon. And he's like, yeah, we're staying at the shitty hotel. And Nixon's like, no, no, you got to stay at my, my nice new hotel, Watergate. And I'm like, oh, my fucking God. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so, I don't know what this is. This is this should, this is one of, again, one of the biggest moments in American history because this is about what broke the American public's trust in the presidency like once and for wow, all. Johnson okay. kind of did it with all fucking Vietnam and all that. But Nixon takes over and, quote, gets us out of Vietnam. He fucking bombed his shit Cambodia and all this other stuff anyway. Which Henry Kissinger, fine a fucking Lee, Henry Kissinger died. God bless whatever finally killed that fucking demon in there. But I digress. This right here is the Watergate break-in, okay? The people he's calling the cops on, those are Republican Party operatives, and that is the Democratic National Committee headquarters that they are breaking into, okay? Oh. So that happens. That is not essentially why Nixon gets into that much trouble because he did not order it, but Nixon always kept tapes of everybody because he was power-hungry, fucking paranoid to holy hell, okay? He was also mm -hmm. vice president under Eisenhower from like 52 to 60, or 53 to 61 technically, I guess. So he'd been in the fucking, you know, all that before. So what happens is he gets subpoenaed about these tapes. He destroys them. And they're like, uh. yeah, we're going to fucking impeach you. Articles of impeachment are drawn up, and he resigns. His okay. whole thing is, I am not a crook. He was absolutely a fucking crook. He's caught red-handed, should go to prison, and then when the next president takes over Gerald Ford, the first fucking thing he does is pardon him. Oh, it's so weird that people can do that. So Nixon then lives about another 20-some-odd years till he dies in the mid-'90s when it's like that dude was a fucking criminal, caught red-handed, but because he's the president, he got away with it. But this established yeah. so much of like this thing of like what Trump is saying now, like presidential immunity in the fact that he's pointed to Nixon, Reagan, 
Clinton, W, Bush, Obama, every president has fucking broke the law blatantly, not gotten in trouble for it. So now that they're actually like charging Trump with all this stuff, he's like, whoa, 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 whoa. Why president, me? Why me? <laughs> president, and in a way, he has a point. Now, what he has yeah. done has been so blatant and so much that it's one of those you deserve to get busted because you've been so blatant about it. But he's not wrong in the sense that presidents fucking do this shit. Reagan, Iran-Contra, which put a pin in that for Gump 2. Oh, put no. Put a pin in that for Gump 2 because I made a joke about it to myself and then looked it up. He get, okay, we'll get it. We'll get it at the end. We'll get it at the end. But that's what this is. So I'm just fucking throwing my hands up that he's fucking caused Watergate. It's so stupid. It's so I like it. It's it's dumb. funny because you know when I was watching it, I had no idea, and it was one of my notes. I was like, "Ask Brett what Watergate's going." What is Watergate? <laughs> what is this thing? So, but now knowing that, like thinking back on the scene, he's just like, "These guys are keeping me awake." <laughs> I think the fuse is broken or something. They're using these flashlights. So stupid. And this zoom in on the Watergate, I was like, oh, ho, ho, movie, you're so fucking clever. It's like, <laughs> just gun, I'm just stumbling. No, actually, I'm trying to pull my leg back through the through the window because <laughs> yeah, it got, yeah. jammed, got jammed, jammed in the glass there. Uh, Forrest goes home, and we see he's got three stripes, so he is Sergeant okay. Gump. Oh, wow. Okay, didn't know that. Sergeant there. He goes home. He returns to Greenbow. Holy shit, I never thought about this. He never came home to see his mama that he won't shut up about? He's never come back. Well, until now? Yeah, he's never visited. He also nope. wrote He wrote all these letters to Jenna, who, who all got sent back because she's a fucking wandering soul. Did he never write to his mother? I don't know. I think that's that's disgraceful if he doesn't. Disgraceful. And, and later After on. everything she did. Not only that, but later on when she dies... I don't see her burial plot. I see Jenny's all alone under a tree. Where's Mama's? Unless she's where buried. Where's Mama? Oh, I know where she's at. She's in a fucking Confederate graveyard next to all, <laughs> all her kin. All she's, the gumps. She's with all the gumps with the Confederate flag draped over. Because <laughs> the South shall rise again. All right. All right. This is where we get to. And at first, I thought something was way up. He gets home and there's a gump. Mao tennis table, our tennis table, oh, yeah. table tennis. And this is Chairman Mao of China. And when I saw the picture of Mao, he is closed eyes, slanted. And I'm like, this is what we now refer to as racist. But, yes. but so is Gump. And every picture of Forrest Gump that we see, and I notice this later on, every picture of him, his eyes are closed and he's kind of squinting. So I'm like, okay, maybe they did that. But movie... Don't have a picture of a Chinese guy with like closed slanted eyes. <laughs> yeah, you're just tempting fit. Yes, it's just like <clears> obviously <throat> that's gonna be like the most the easiest racial caricature you can do yeah. of somebody Asian. <laughs> and then they did and the Chairman like, Mao. <laughs> yeah, there's like no other Asian people in this film really until the end when Lieutenant Dan gets a wife. Lieutenant Dan gets a wife, and I'm like, that's another stereotype. I don't know if she is, I'm not gonna say what it is, but that's a huge Stereotype was a lot. Uh, I shouldn't say stereotype. Maybe a cliche or yeah, a, tr a yeah. cliche would be of Vietnam vets marrying Vietnamese women. Yeah. Yeah. I thought that. I thought that's what it was trying to point towards there. But I don't know exactly where she's from either. Uh, yeah. And her name is Susan, too. So I was like, yeah, oh. that it was, threw it was me like, off as well. <laughs> one like Mei Ling or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Um, so she becomes a shrimp boat captain, I guess, because he said 
he was going to do that. He also gets $25,000 for holding up that fucking paddle or whatever. Yeah, and, hashtag ad. The original influencer here. Yeah, and $25,000. That's back, a lot. That was a shit ton back then. Yeah, that, yeah. Th these creators these days are not making that money for ping no, pong. Not at all. But again, it was the 70s. A wild 70s. And they were mm -hmm. in on the Chinese market early. Gump Mao. Yeah. Gump yeah. Mao in that sense. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, shrimp boat captain struggles and all that shit. Uh, Lieutenant Dan shows up to be his first mate because I guess he remembered that drunken promise on New Year's yes. Eve. <laughs> Amongst the prostitutes and drinking, oh, he remembered them. the promise. <laughs> that he remembers. Gonna, oh, I should also say that my, that was one of the saddest like sex scenes in cinematic history where him and Gump are kind of supposed to have sex in the same room, which again... Is cool and badass if you're gonna do that. You know, you got like a couple in there. If it's gonna be like a little orgy or something like that, awesome. But it's not cool when you just can't afford two rooms. Yeah. And you just have to have sex on opposite sides <laughs> of the rooms, beds. not acknowledging each other. Like if you're gonna do it both on the same bed and kind of watch each other, okay, I like it. And these swap, I like it. I'm into that. But when it's just like you go in that corner, I go in that corner, that that's not that's just sad. <laughs> yeah, and then they end up just, you know interfering in each other's situations because he doesn't like the way they're speaking to Forrest. Forrest doesn't like the way they're, you know, cigarettes, treating him. Yes. Cigarettes. Yeah, it's just a whole load of awkward. No, that, that was not good. They need to just get, you have one bed. No, there were, was there two beds? There was two beds, actually. I think they did, but it was Are all one room, like a no, studio no, no, they, apartment no, or something. Maybe it was just one bed because it was just Lieutenant Dan's room. Mm -hmm. It was just one bed. That's right. It should have just got on one bed. Just own it, you know? It's there's been mm. weirder stuff that can happen. Lean into it, yeah. Yeah, so Lieutenant Dan shows up they struggle and Lieutenant Dan mockingly, he had this like little one act play kind of thing earlier when he's talking about God and legs and walking in the kingdom of heaven, which again was his time to shine right there. But he starts saying, oh, maybe you should pray about it. What I gather from this movie is Forrest Gump goes to this church and prays this hurricane that comes and wipes out all of these, what I can only assume at this area is a lot of black-owned boats. Yep. Their livelihoods are wiped out. Forrest and Gump is the only, or Gump, Bubba Gump, whatever the hell they want to call them. Bubba Gump later shrimp. I think it actually might be later when they make all their money. Yeah. Now is the only boat left. So what I get out of this is this was divine intervention. Is God put on hold all the prayers about kids' cancer, and all this other stuff to be like, no, 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 no. I need to go help this capitalist, this white capitalist down taking over these black owned businesses and boats. Mm -hmm. yeah. I got you. I got you, Forrest. Yeah, but it's OK because he gives a bit of the money to Bubba's family. So it's fine. But I just, again, it's just the messaging <laughs> of it. It's just like, did he pray for that? Did he pray for these people's lives? Yeah. God sent the floods to be destroyed and thus Bubba Gump shrimp. Uh, is here um back in the real time oh on the bench on the bench he's talking to people at this point he's like that's how bubba gump shrimp started this other mm -hmm. guy's like oh you saying you bubba gump we sit next to a millionaire and then he yeah. just he gets up and walks away and i'm like dude weren't you waiting on a bus like yeah. <laughs> he's so 
aggrieved at this outlandish claim that this that this is Forrest Gump that he's just yeah. like I'm just gonna walk away I'm just gonna go yeah he just kind of, walks he away. Kind of, he's like I love your story but this what does he this say is I've, too heard, much. I've heard some whoppers, whoppers in my time <laughs> I've heard some whoppers in my day oh so good <laughs> yeah then he shows the woman the magazine and she's like oh shit it is you <laughs> yeah she's like oh that is him um by the way this this right here is very much the idea of an old woman that is going to talk your ear off all right they're mm -hmm. at the grocery stores all the time and i will talk to them but i will never stay like in one place doing it i'll yes, talk to them as, stay a, as i'm walking away oh yeah oh you know that, that's a sweet okay i'm like around the aisle like 50 feet away still having yeah. this conversation okay yeah yeah <laughs> until i break <laughs> eye contact it's that conversation still going until that contact broken yeah yeah i find that a lot as well back home where I'm yeah. like in Enniskillen yeah, and you'll see town. see someone maybe that you like half know and I'm like I'm not gonna stop I'm not stopping because oh, no. I don't want to make gotta... small talk no no no, no. <laughs> we don't gotta know them here they just see someone and be like oh is this one ah oh, shit okay. <laughs> uh, all right so Jenny comes back to visit because again she sees oh he's got some money because she's a money grubbing whore <gasps> And all that said, and everything leads back to there. She doesn't have any convictions on her own. She just wants to rebel. She's not about civil rights or any stuff like that. No, she's just about having a good time. And she's just a dumb, drunk whore. And now she's back to visit. <laughs> Nothing else to go. Forrest proposes. They have sex. And she leaves <laughs> oh, in God. the morning why does she do this oh first of all did you see my email that i got last night i tweeted about it maybe you didn't i don't see have it. twitter anymore twitter. i don't yeah no i actually got an email last night um oh so maybe right i'll t tell you what happened i put a I put out the most stupidest tweet ever and you will just you know you you will understand me here when you say you can put all the hard work yep, you want exactly. into making good tweet a good it doesn't necessarily be a tweet it could be anything you could put all the hard work into, you know, getting the right pictures and well getting the right joke. words. Yeah, good joke, good gift, whatever. And the most bullshit thing you tweet will go viral. Okay. So this is the most views I've ever had on a tweet. Wow. It was just engagement farming in its finest form. Okay. And I didn't think anything of it. Um, but there was this tweet going around. Um, quote tweet this, write your name in the gif search bar and tweet which gif comes back. Okay, so I wrote, I quote tweeted this dude and I wrote Lucy in the search bar, obviously. And then Lucy from Cyberpunk Edgerunners comes up. So I was like, oh, fucking awesome. I'll put Lucy from Edgerunners because I like that show. I like Cyberpunk. And um, do you want to guess how many views it got? I don't. 5,000? 5 million. What? That, that tweet got 5 million impressions. Like, like yours? My tweet got 5 Holy million shit. impressions and 6,000 likes, like 2,000 quotes, like thousands and thousands of replies. And yeah, so I was thinking, okay, there's going to be some kind of pushback on this because, you know, with this many people, there's yeah. going to be something, right? Yeah. And there wasn't. Everybody was just tweeting back their own, like, oh, this is so funny, you know, like, here's mine and like hundreds and hundreds. I had to turn the notifications off. Um, but anyway, I woke up this morning and I had an email on my business account. And the reason I bring this up is because you said the word whore. Oh. And the email, <laughs> the email has well, no subject. Well. And it just says, you're an ugly whore. 
that's it that's everything in the email so it's just like of all the millions of responses and just this one dude just had to email there me was no body what there's no body like there was nothing in the body it was just the subject no there's line? nothing in the subject the subject is empty oh that's the body God. of the email that's yeah. so much better that there was yeah. nothing <laughs> That was the first You're thing not... I read when I woke up this morning. I was just like, wow. Did they okay. at least spell your correct? Was it Y-O-U? Do, do you know what? They have punctuated and grammar perfectly, <laughs> which is not normal. Not normal for an internet troll. That, so like, they didn't U tweet it at you. No, they, they, they took their time to find my business email and email it to me. So, like, with something like that, I – and this is where, like, when people are, like, doxing or do whatever, I don't see the problem in you putting that out on, like, your oh, socials. Oh, I did. Oh, okay. I did. Like, their name? The, yeah, yeah, their full okay. name. Because oh, this person was good. stupid enough to tweet me – sorry, to email me with his full name and his full Gmail. So, I tweeted that and – Again, some more impressions so thank you um for that and uh yeah and then i think some people in my discord made a bit of a game of it to sign him up for some fun newsletters yeah there you go jesus so there you go like that was my fun story but i just that, i don't know that came to my head because you called jenny a whore i did not that was the screenplays <laughs> where that was not me that was so clear that was not me that was the screenplays <laughs> words of it new people Anybody new <laughs> listeners, that was not me. That's me being mm. facetious and talking about it. You can tell I don't like this goddamn movie. I know, I know. Be in there. But yes, maybe I do always need to preface it with this is the screenplay saying it. <laughs> Doing it anyway. Where, where uh, was I? Oh, yeah. Um, okay, I, I threw us off. So now he, start, now he starts to run. Okay. Now he starts oh, to do Oh, yes, it. after she leaves him in the night. Which again, it must be nice to be this rich and white. You can just fucking run like, oh, Lieutenant Dan invested money in a fruit company. Shut oh, up, Oh my Forrest. God. It is years later. You know goddamn well that this came from Apple. I get it first you not yeah. knowing it, but you're retelling the story. So this mm -hmm. woman on the bench say he invested in Apple. Now the teeth, I think the it's so clenched. funny that it's what 1994 at this point when this movie comes out, yeah. and this is you know investing in apples like a good a little a little Easter egg, and I think fuck me, like imagine now what would he no. have now? <laughs> oh, dude, yeah, in 1994, years later. you're right. That you know, I'm glad you actually brought that up. You're right. In 1994, the idea of Apple stock is like wow, it was huge back then. But mm -hmm. if you still if you no. kept, if you kept that Apple stock in 1994, you ain't shit. But Come another 10 years, once that iPod comes out, whenever the hell that mm -hmm. was, or the iMacs and all that, they'd have mm -hmm. another research. Because, yeah, you're absolutely right. Apple in the mid-90s was like, oh, my God, remember Ooh, that company? Yeah. <laughs> Imagine having a fucking Apple. I don't remember that shit in there. But, again, he starts running. I don't know where he gets his money from because he didn't take anything with him. You know, yeah. I don't think – I know ATMs were invented, um, like, in the 70s, if I remember that correctly, from my pop culture class that I was teaching, uh, that I'm teaching. <laughs> That came up on the notes. You know what? That might have been the 60s. That might have been the 60s. Hmm. What do I know? It might have been the 60s, like the earliest ones in there. Tweet starts running and we get, oh my God, it, the the whole stuff of just like, can you believe how involved he is with everything? The shit happens. Have you ever heard that term and that bumper sticker? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. I didn't know. I don't know it as a bumper sticker, but yeah. That's does, it, the shit happens and then that, that yellow smiley top. Oh my God. The have a nice day. This is, is that the, what it is? This is the shroud of fucking Turin. 
right here that he's doing. <laughs> he wipes his face in mud and out comes this Christ-like, like, like, perfect, like smiley not, face. perfect smiley face that could have been there. Shroud of Turin is supposedly the um, the shroud that was laid over Christ when he was dead and okay. imprinted his face. And oh. so that's, that's been a popular relic going out is the Shroud of Turin. So this is the fucking Shroud of Gump. <laughs> and I made that man a million dollars too. And then the shit happens. Oh, shit, man. He just stepped in a... Or he goes like, oh, he just stepped in a big pile of dog shit. That guy was going for it. I'll give him that. Yeah, he that put guy his whole that heart line. and soul into this, into this small he part of this film. Happens. Yeah. What happens? <laughs> shit. It happened. Oh, my God. Hate it, hate it, hate what it. What happens? Shit. Shit. Huh? Oh, my God. I'll make a million dollars. He eventually runs until he decides to not run anymore when he's just... I throw running. I'm, I'm tired going home. Now. I'm tired. At fucking Monument Valley, which <laughs> I saw that they had run out of money. They finally ran out of money and they filmed this like on their own. In some of these scenes, this is Tom Hanks' brother. Is it? It is. Who does oh. the voice of Woody in the yes. games. Yes, in the games, I heard Tom that. Hanks. Yeah. yeah, which is wild because it does sound... Yeah, he's so good. much like him. Not the Woody voice. So this movie ran out of money like multiple times. And eventually the studio was like, we're not giving you any more. Zemeckis and Tom Hanks took points, which means they get a return of the profit. So it is said that Tom Hanks made up to 40 million. Jesus Christ. Again. So if you're a studio, it's why studios stop doing this. Like, I think yeah. they only did it. I know they did it with Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man because he's like, I'm getting fucking points or I'm not yeah. doing the movie. And he could do it. And he that's could, it. Yeah. Because they stopped doing it because stuff like this, they look at it and they go, shit, if we were giving him $4 million, that would have saved us like $80 million. Yeah. That they yeah didn't exactly. get because there's something in there. Like it goes on to be the second highest grossing movie. Tom Hanks got a cut of it. Mm hmm. Good. Good idea from him. Fuck yeah, it is. All right. So he goes back. Um, and he, he now we get to the full present time. He realizes he's only a few blocks away. Nice directions, Jenny. <laughs> nice directions. <Gump. laughs> and we see Forrest Jr., future Oscar nominee, Haley Joel Osment. Oh, I did notice when I looked through his Wikipedia, he's done a lot in comparison to young Forrest Gump. This yeah. young kid, Forrest Gump Jr., has had a very fruitful acting career. Walker told me I have AIDS. What's that? <laughs> There's a show, Walker, Texas Ranger. I think we brought it up before. <laughs> Chuck Norris filmed in Texas. I think filmed in Fort Worth. He guest starred on an episode there. And it's straight. He talks about so-and-so means this in Cherokee. And they're like, oh, I'll be damned. And then they kind of laugh. And then he looks at this other guy and goes, Walker told me I have AIDS. And it's just <laughs> the most jarring thing because he has, he has AIDS like in the show. And they were trying to show this, you know, even in the 90s. Aww. Of it being, he dies in the show also. So, but wow. it's just the most out of context thing to show people. <laughs> He's like, show, 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 show something for Cherokee. I'll be damned. <laughs> Walker told me I have AIDS. <laughs> I might have to put that in the episode here. Yeah, let's get a clip. <laughs> wild. If not, uh, check the Discord. Um, Lieutenant Dan shows up to the wedding. His titanium legs, he cannot sit down, I guess, because he's standing in the back. Is he? I didn't yes. notice that. <laughs> he does not have the technology to bend. Uh, they didn't make knees. They didn't make it to like a hinge or something in there. No. <laughs> Bless him. I didn't notice yeah. that. All right. So we get pretty much to the end of the movie here. Jenny dies. She has what is, I think it was in the book or something. This was supposed to be hep C, which yeah. was not known about at the time. 
But Zemeckis and all the movie people are like, no, it's supposed to be AIDS. Yeah, it's never confirmed. She just says she had some kind of virus. They don't know what it is yeah. and they can't do anything about but to it. Me, the thing is like, when did she contract this? Because she had sex with Forrest. Now, I know it's not all yeah. the time, but she had sex with Forrest at least three years ago. And then so many times also, if you're HIV positive, you have a kid, that kid's going to contract it yeah. also. Yeah. So is it just supposed to be so lucky? Because I think we're supposed to get it. She got it from the drug use and all the sex yes. throughout the 60s. I think this is just another one of those bullshit things where like we don't have to think about logic. She's just going to fucking die because she yeah, dared get rid of her. She dared to have her own life and to do whatever she wanted and to get involved with the socialism and leftist politics. <laughs> <laughs> Your reward AIDS. <laughs> Verdict AIDS. <laughs> like in the announcer voice in there. <laughs> Results, A. <laughs> like it's slammed on screen. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, it's so bad. That's so bad. Poor Jenny. She can't catch a break in this film, man. No, it's <laughs> such a... It's a bad character, but the screenplay is bad to her. They did her so dirty they, in this film. <laughs> they did, but even her actions, like, she just keeps running away and then coming back when she has nowhere to go. It's like, yeah. Wh why should I feel for her? Who feels sorry for her that maybe was not exactly in her position, that in real life was maybe molested or was a runaway... But even then, it's just like she's running back home and then leaving him. I don't know. I guess I don't know. I've said, "What are you still? What are you laughing at? Why are you still laughing?" I'm just still laughing at like you. The verdict, and then it started like. Well, like this, it hits on the screen. So I was trying to not laugh when you were saying like she's molested. Jesus! What? No, because I was laughing anyway. I was trying so hard to keep my laughter. In before but it was like sneaking up. but then saying molested just brought it back to the forefront no because i was thinking it would sound really bad if i was laughing at that point oh so you were just yeah <laughs> so I, I was trying hard to keep it. i know i was just making this very just you know point in there <laughs> talking serious about, point. then i just look up at you and you're just like hand over mouth i'm like oh great what you're making, making a serious serious point uh, we're losing our minds, so let's just get to the end of it. Anything more before we get to the verdict and everything? No, no. All right, well, I do have one more thing, okay? Okay. So yeah. remember those pins? Let me just grab all these pins oh, yeah, that we, we had earlier. Oh, yeah, we had so much shit, yeah. So the year after this was made, there was Gump and Company or something like that. Forrest Gump 2, the book was made. Apparently, he did not like a lot of things changed in it. But Who? The author, the original author. Okay. The script was finally written. They talked about it. Tom Hanks said they literally only talked like 40-minute discussions. It was never seriously going to happen because he was not contractually obligated to do it, and he didn't want to do it unless it was good. But, and I am not making this up, okay? <laughs> All right? A script for Forrest Gump 2 was delivered <laughs> on the morning no, it wasn't. No, of it wasn't. September 10th. 2001 oh my god i am not making that up it was delivered the day before and then there was such a disturbance in the universe it upset god so much that we all know what happened the next day <laughs> yeah oh that call. oh god that was right it. okay it was we so cannot have gump caused west watergate scandal and, and 
9-11. Yep. In Forrest Gump 2, he gets involved in the Iran-Contra scandal of Ronald Reagan, (laughs) where he's involved (laughs) with hostages and selling money to the Contras and all this other shit. So I was just thinking, you brought it up and I kind of had it down. You did. Forrest Gump 3, I guess, maybe. Mm -hmm. Maybe Forrest (laughs) is visiting Forrest Jr. at his internship on the 120th floor on the morning of September 11th, 2001 (laughs) in the North Tower. (laughs) You think that's how it's going to end? And that is the end. That's the end of Forrest Gump. Like, that plane's kind of coming right at us, isn't it? What's it doing? And then that's it. The apple. The end. <laughs> I was going to spoil. Oh, I have something sp- I want to say, but I can't because it's going to spoil another film for you. What movie? I can't say because it'll it's, spoil it for you. It's a movie we're doing or you can't say what no. movie it is? Yeah, because it's. I don't know if you've seen it or not. Just, well, just say the movie. It's not going to spoil anything. No, it's going to spoil it because you have to watch the movie. It's about 9-11? Well, it's not about 9-11, but it ends with 9-11. Wait, it's not the Robert Pattinson movie we already talked about, right? Have you seen that? Yeah, we've talked about that on numerous podcasts. I can't remember podcasts. if you've seen it. No. Did you watch it, though? No, but I know the ending. Oh, right. Okay. Well, I was going to say, what if Robert Pattinson is... <laughs> is the pilot, uh, what do you... Junior, Forrest oh. Gump Junior. Oh, there you go. That would have been <laughs> That's it. That's how it ends. Your memory is really bad on this. Show. It is bad. We've no, talked honestly, that it is. Twice. We brought that up twice. Yeah, I know, but I could never remember if you actually watched it. Yet, no, no, or no, if I no. Was like, because you have to watch it. No, I told you just to say it because I would never watch it. But I do super regret. Okay. I do regret, and I will hold this grudge over you that you did not tell me to watch that movie. Just it should have been a trust me moment. You should have been like, watch this movie. I'm like, I'm not fucking watching oh. that. You should have been like, trust me. Watch it just to get my reaction for it. Oh, okay. it's such a good yeah. ending. I, Not just, good it, in like that it's well written. It's no, just like, what the fuck? Oh my God. You should have done that for a watch, a watchman. Yeah, Terry. a watch. That a watchman Terry, so like live yeah. on here to get my. Wait, wait what more? What more? No. What, no. It's when the teacher writes on the board September 11th. I would have. Like, I would have thrown my headphones <laughs> off and just screamed like, ah! Just like, oh my god, I've been howling like a fucking wolf. All right, <laughs> god damn it. This is probably our longest episode I think we've ever done. I think and it I probably think this is. Yeah. Okay, let's get to it. We've um all right, so we're gonna do little tier list rankings right here afterwards. Mm. Again, the new thing we have the listener reviews. We're gonna read mm. those off right after. We talked about this goddamn thing for like two hours, so you can be really quick, really succinct on the tier list rankings. I am gonna put this, I hate this movie, but I don't hate it as a movie. You know, I've hated it for the stuff of what it does. I think it's Dangerous is hyperbolic, but I do think it's dangerous to the thought of what this did to millions of Americans that like this movie and treat this shit as history. And so with that, I do think it's pretty fucking dangerous to the study and the understanding of recent American history. I fucking hate it. I hate the way Jenny's character is. I hate what they've done. Everything about that there. And you know what? I'm giving this a D. Terrible. Wow. I, okay. I was thinking between a C or a D, but I just think again from the historical angle of it, I can't ignore that. I can see yeah. other people ignoring that. Me personally, I cannot ignore that. So yeah, Delta. Delta for you. Holy shit. I'm stuck between B and C. I think I'm probably going to give it a B. So that's a recommend. So you recommend it. B and C yeah, is I where... Think, I okay. think people should watch it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think like if somebody said to me, oh, I haven't seen Forrest Gump, should I watch it? I'd be like, yeah, watch it. See what you think of it. It's interesting. 
good to talk about. If you're going to fill out, I guess, all the Tom Hanks filmography or Zemeckis, I guess you can do it. So, all right, there you yeah. go. We are we are deferred. We got B and D. We got Bravo uh, and Delta. So, okay. So now we're going to get to the listener reviews here. We had four <laughs> of them. All right. First one, Lawrence. Best thing is that this spawned the iconic P. Diddy style shrimping vessel line from It's Always Sunny. And he's damn, damn right about that. The Gang Buys a Boat is the title of the It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. The Gang Buys a Boat. And at the beginning when they're trying to buy it, they say they want a speedboat and they want a party boat. And they also want some kind of shrimping vessel, like a shrimp <laughs> boat for us. So the guy goes, so you want some kind of P. Diddy style shrimping vessel? And they're like, yeah. <laughs> Like Perfect. I got this one just for that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> the second one is from Tear, and he says, "I'm biased to this film because I am in fact dumb and love a Jenny." Well, there you go. I, I guess I don't know what to say about that. To be honest. His words, not ours. Hit close yes. to home there. This next oh. one is my favorite. All right, next uh, from Flag. I'd rather cut Jenny from Gump than Jar Jar from Episode One. <laughs> yeah. 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 That says a lot, but without Jenny, what would this film be? And that's the thing is like, at least she has some kind of development in an arc. Unlike Forrest, nothing happens to him. Yeah. Other than like, yeah. he has a horseshoe shoved up his ass from God. <laughs> All right. Last one. Here we go. Last one. How do I say that? Didgeridoo. Didgeridoo. Yeah. Didgeridoo. <laughs> uh, I like the message, he says, but cannot stand to watch the movie again. I'd like to know Didgeridoo. And these all came from Discord. Yeah. I'd like to know what that message is. What is the message? What is the message yeah. that you got from it? I'd like to know because I'd like a message from this too. All right. So again, uh, make sure to send those in. Email them, potonthepath at gmail.com or DM one of us uh, somewhere in there. Um, probably me because I probably get less of them and I deal with it less than like DMs. You get a lot of DMs? Do you I don't a lot get a lot of DMs, DMs okay. no. Okay, DM on Discord. You know, don't put yeah. them into the Discord in there so others don't, you know, see what it is. Or um, email us, especially. It's probably easier just to email. That way we have yeah, it in there. because we, we both always, see it there. We kind of pull it from there. And again, mm -hmm. any questions, suggestions, comments, all that stuff, podandpathgmail.com. Patreon.com, backslash on the path. Again, American Beauty will be a fun rewatch. I have not seen that in over 20 years. I was, fuck, I loved it when I was film Brett, when I was like fucking 17. <laughs> like seriously, when I was like 16, 17 when they came out. It's going to be your first watch. So that's going to be really, really good. Uh, check out Discord links, all that stuff um, in there. Rate review if you have not done that again. Uh, Lucy, where can we find you? Oh, you'll find me at Lucy J Robin on all social media. Yeah, and feel free to contact me there unless uh, you're emailing me to call me a whore. It, wait, it's a stupid whore, right? Oh no, it was ugly. Ugly, Jesus. And my my favorite <laughs> response, every like at least four people said you should reply saying, "Hey, I'm not ugly." Hey, I'm not <laughs> 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 I'm hey, I'm not ugly. That's perfect. That is a perfect response. All right. Uh, you can find me again on Discord. No public socials. Next week, Oscar month rolls on with Oh the, my god. With the I forgot what we're watching. Final Tarantino movie that I have not seen. Actually, you know what? I haven't seen all of Kill Bill or okay. in that sense. But we are here with Django. Oh Django my Unchained. god. I fucking love Django, okay? Yep. I have been meaning to watch this forever. I keep saying I'm going to watch it. It's been on and off Prime like forever. But yeah. now I'm going to have to because that's going to be next week. Leo DiCaprio. Oh, Fox. I forgot he was even in it. 
Yes, and then we're doing Followed this mainly. Followed by Jamie Foxx for me. Yep, second uh, Oscar win for Christoph Waltz. There you go, his name drew a blank on there. Christoph Waltz won Best Supporting Actor. This is a se- It was his second win. His first win was also Tarantino, my favorite Tarantino, Inglorious Bastards, which oh. someday we will do that simply because yes. while we do a lot of movies that are bad to make fun of stuff like this, we do like to do something we actually enjoy, and Inglorious Bastards will be another one uh, to do eventually, but... Not then. Django Unchained next week, uncensored. <laughs> I'll be so sad if you don't like this film. I, I'm going to like it. Like I, there's, yeah. I don't dislike any Tarantino. Like there's some I like more than others, but I don't dislike Tarantino. Like I'm 100 okay. gonna like. It. I've been holding it off because I think I'm just gonna like it so much, and I'll be sad that I won't have another one to watch. But that's how I feel about the current book series I'm reading. There but anyway, go. yeah. I, so we've dragged this on so much. <laughs> We're gone. All right, bye everybody. We'll see you with Django. Bye.